0: Disclaimer, the following boundless trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive.
1: If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off.
2: Y'all ain't had no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it.
3: Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking
4: funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S., from Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to The Boundless Pod Trap, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd, to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Podtrap knows no bounds, and now, here are your hosts...
1: Boys, I might be having a heart
3: attack.
5: Are you good? Or
1: I'm really excited about
3: that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a little sound test and we can hear the dude's heart through the microphone.
1: Checking my, checking my beats want to check minute. on it. Right now.
5: Yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody, it. to episode 032 of the uh, Beta Phi Theta Fraternity. 32 that, episodes. That's that's uh, Greek for BPT, <laughs> just in case you
3: didn't understand. Are
5: you per minute. I might be having a heart Did you say 190? <laughs> We gotta.
0: Are you being serious?
5: Let me
1: try this again.
5: Let's see if we can hear his heartbeat through the silence. I don't hear anything. Do you?
1: It's really coming down.
5: Okay, eighty-five. We're good. Boom. What are you looking at?
1: I've got a heart rate monitor. Yeah. Are you looking at the time? No, I'm looking at my fucking (laughs) heart rate (laughs) monitor.
5: Oh my god! Like I'm beating at seven.
1: (laughs) I even had an Eddie Murphy joke loaded up in the canister, and then we're like the fan. How are we here in the fan? And then we're like, Shh, we're going to figure out what it is. And we fucking are. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what? We On fucking the floor, convol- <laughs> uh,
5: convulging, <laughs> foaming at the mouth.
1: I'm all laid back here. I think it's because I, I didn't expect the orange flavor. Huh. These. So you know, I did sneak some going?
5: some new mints in the mint bowl at the studio over here so. What? Yeah, he got very excited. He was like <laughs> really? he was like I'm in,
1: half staff under these sweatpants too. <laughs> he was in one of
5: those like Five Gum commercials like. Oh, okay. It was like that. Do you have that recorded? The Five Gum commercial? No, his heartbeat when we were doing the text. I might. I, 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 I did. not I didn't stop it, so it's in there somewhere. But yeah, welcome back to the the greatest. This is going to be the best episode ever. We're going to hype this up kind of how like they, they're blah, supposed to do. Blah, 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 yeah. blah,
3: blah, blah, blah. Mm,
6: why don't you let it play through? I did,
5: but my finger, finger happy, you know, like, like you press the button and then you just take your finger off the button. This, this is a very hard concept to learn. Apparently, like, like the instructions that you kind of give out there, like you're giving, you're all over the place yeah. with
1: it. <laughs> Your episodes yeah, yeah. never going to be as good as my best episode cuz I my best episode got us not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven copyright strikes on Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. This seven is true. Copyright Congratulations, strikes. Congratulations, man. Baby.
6: Congratulations to Boom. Them. <laughs> as much as I enjoyed that, we got straight segment, fucked that, that's yeah. that's why when we do our music stuff, I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. If people can't listen to it, salute people. <laughs> Or do you want the kids?
2: Do you want the kids?
6: <laughs> that's kids.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
6: Sounds like when I walk on the stage at the female strip club. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> that's it. Something that's like not that. even a sound cue. That's the ladies across the hall.
3: <laughs>
5: so what's up,
6: boys? It's been a while. What, what have you guys been doing? I have been getting. Shut my- up, kids. Ass, I thought you were telling me shop. Uh, <laughs> I've been getting my ass handed to me with with work.
5: It's busy season. Not yet. Yeah, no, it is. No, not yet. Trust me, I'm. I drive by there all the time. It's not. Okay. <laughs> what do no. you know? Nobody's I've there.
1: seen your business. <laughs> it's not that busy. You're the puss. No. It's <laughs> okay,
6: if that's That the was case, a joke. Don't give me that case, fucking
1: death glare. That's a huge bitch. Fucking you
6: can you can come on in and work. No, uh, I don't work. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's a definitely busy season, and starting this weekend, it's going to be even more busy because the Shadow's Edge Haunted House opens up, and I'm a manager there. And
1: that's something like that there. sucks, and I'm so sorry about that, that you have to work and put in the most time during the best time of the year. Oh, I know it. Like, you miss so much of it, and that I do is just, it's so heartbreaking. To someone who's, like, October is not only spooky season, it's amazing weather it's yeah it's just it sucks like you get to see maybe two and a half hours of it and,
6: and that's that's it like i love i love the job it's definitely different from when i first started And what's funny is i think this is gonna play after halloween so people it'll <laughs> be like, the day after, what the hell or two days uh, after but yeah it's like right now it's not even october 1st <laughs> when we're recording this but uh it, i love it it's different. It's not the same as it was. I don't think people are as excited for Halloween as they used to be because this world's so expensive and so people don't have the extra money to spend on it. But those that do come in, they get excited with it. But yeah, I just, I don't really get to go to haunted houses. I don't get to go to Vala's pumpkin patch, which I, I love doing. We're in And, it. and I, I used to go all out decorating at home for Halloween. Now I don't do that because it's just like I'm around it all the time. I set up at work. <laughs> Halloween
5: stuff all the time. So, like, when I get home, I'm resting. Or- See, that's what I'm in. Mean. I've been trying to get some stuff ready for Halloween as well. Like, maybe handing out some candy at my own. I've been picking up some uh, some supplies, like the little PVC pipe thing, so I can put the candy bar in there and <laughs> blow it down there so they can take it.
1: Let Let's Tracy. <laughs> <you've->
5: <laughs> okay. I'm not going to touch that. Go ahead.
1: Tracy was having me make one of those, too, like, where <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're making the pizza the piece of line going from the porch to the to the sidewalk so we can shoot it down in a bucket and then reel it back up the line you want to shoot candy down and then pull like it away have it you? on a fishing rod oh i got gotcha. so we can let it go and yeah. then reel it back up the line
5: the
6: Those hooks are nasty aren't good. nasty yeah.
1: fucking kids stay away from our, our porch
6: they ain't gonna be able to see your house your house has there's no street lights and no porch lights anywhere. I know. When, I, hope, I hope when I left it's your easy, house that one night, it's like, to murder. I'm like, I don't even know where the steps are at. I don't see my car. On we the have street. a porch light. We just don't turn it
5: on for you guys. You can see so much of the stars. Yeah, you so can. That's a good thing.
6: Yeah, I always tell myself every good year, mugging porch. every year I'm gonna take this year off. I'm gonna take the month of October off from work. Just take a month's vacation, but. That never happened because that's why you work
1: there.
5: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If I'm not there, then they're they're screwed. Oh, I went to Knotfest. That was kind of cool. Not yeah. as cool as it was supposed to be because Faith No More was supposed to be there, Knot. but the, they called out, and I was like, "Damn it!" Well, I still went, and I should have went to the theater. Like, I saw some some pretty good bands, but like the audio issues over there, and like the performance, and then a few bands in particular. It's like, what are you guys even doing here? It was a like, this one, a, right? <clears throat> uh, one mainly. But the other ones were like, uh, eh, okay.
1: But that, that doesn't answer my question. I asked, was it in Des Moines, right? Oh,
5: sorry. I thought you said was it one. Never mind. My um, hearing is bad because I'm still recovering from the concert. I went yeah. to a concert. I forgot if I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh audio issues. Des Moines. It was around there. Yeah. Des Moines. I was yeah,
1: in yeah. Des Moines that weekend as well. Unfortunately, I was not able to come to the viewing of uh I ran mean?
5: over ran over. Huh. I ran over. I ran into John over there as well. Like he, uh, he texts me and he's like, you know, I'm here. Like I found wife. And I'm like, don't look at wife. <laughs> he was there with a, his, a few of his buddies, Brian, one of them. And Shane. so They're Brian, Brian and, Shane, and Shane. Yeah. And Brian looks like he was like a little out of it, you know, wasted already. So he's standing over by us and I'm kind of talking to John and Brian's kind of looking off and he's looking at this, this pretty hot chick who's kind of over to my right over there. And he's like, Damn damn. And I was, I didn't do it, but I was thinking I should have, I should have like got some money out of this. Like he's checking out this chick and I'm like, I bet you I could probably slap her ass and you know, get away with it. And yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, that's my wife. Was it he's really? Like, yeah. oh, you should have done that. I should have. I'm like 20 more. If she, uh, if I can get her to make out with me or something. And, oh, I hope Brian's wife
6: isn't listening to this podcast. <laughs> Oops.
3: <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I I don't know. I think he invited I, me into like a threesome or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the lineup was for Knot Fest, but I... Slipknot was there. Yeah, that's the main reason I would not want to go there. Bit- the, I used to like Slipknot back when I was in high school and just out of high school, but I listened to their stuff. And I'm like, what the hell was I thinking?
1: I mean, it, it used to be a cool uh, tour. Now it's just it's been taken over by the Boy Scouts. Oh, it's just a kid's month of kids. Faith No More months.
5: was supposed to be there, so it was gonna be awesome. Speaking of which, I wanted to give you a little bit of Mike Patton before the release of this podcast.
3: You look so surprised. Happy birthday, fucker.
5: <laughs> ah. Okay.
6: I got it. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome.
5: <laughs> Since you forgot last year. I didn't forget. I just didn't want to say it to you because it goes to your head and you always get like so full of yourself, so I
1: okay. I Wow, way, I to, have, way to bring it home.
5: I always it's just I, honesty. One of my pet, pee- like, and, and
6: you know, people can be excited for their birthday, whatever. B- birthdays don't excite me, but it's just like I always like how people think they're being subtle on Facebook, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna be 28 in two weeks. Uh, what am I gonna do?" It's like scroll, quit, scroll. Quit trying <laughs> to like, get people to, like, like Facebook reminds you when it's somebody's birthday. Oh, I so. just, I
1: was just sending you a message. I haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> I thought I'd say hi. It's your fucking birthday. I know why you're sending yeah. me a message.
6: Oh, that that's this time of year for me too. Everybody like messages me out of the blue and they're just like, "Hey man, how's it going? Been a long time." I'm like, "Just cut to the chase i know you don't care about me you're not wanting to chit chat with me you want to know if i have something at work what is it just flat out say do you have this this makeup and
1: save my time don't make me
6: don't make it seem like we have like this great
5: relationship like you message me this time every fucking year there's this meme i saw of like birthday texts back and forth and it's like happy birthday so, how's it going? And then the responder was like, We don't have to do this. You yeah. can just text me next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Lonnie, had, you had mentioned something that you weren't a part of,
6: and I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast, but. We don't like to promote Lonnie. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Lonnie thinks he's people. This past weekend, we uh, partnered with um, Pope Joy our- Productions Unlimited. Bastard. I was going to say that. but I was uh, trying yeah. to give you a little uh, bit more. Mark, Mark Popejoy. And we had a double feature at the Alamo Draft House here in, I guess it's La Vista, Nebraska. We played One More Body, our short film there on the yeah. big screen. It was the first time it got to see itself on the big screen. And um, then we did their Shivers Down Your Spine anthology, which is a- Chills, wasn't it? chills shivers chills, chills down your no, spine those are
5: different movies yeah. shivers is the first one chills is the second
6: sorry but it was a three-hour compilation an anthology uh, theory, yeah an theory anthology there. theory i just said anthology theory with you but but yeah it was a good That's time the uh, it was a good turnout a lot of people liked one more body uh, they like chills down your spine two of the three of us didn't make it to that event <laughs> um so i was show. driving back I, you guys I, weren't waiting for me yeah, well, I, w- I was late to it because my work was so busy I couldn't leave early.
1: I looked down at the clock and realized it was like 4.45 and realized there was no fucking chance I was making it back.
6: You could have. You just got to believe. But no, that was good. <laughs> uh, S- Sydney Hendrickson and Nick Miller got to see themselves on the big screen for the first time. So That's it was awesome great to them. be able yeah. to make their dreams come true. Um, it seemed like Sydney was the only one dressed up. Well, she... She left after she had to go to chills down your homecoming. Homecoming. Oh, is that what it was? Her and her homecoming date were there with her mom and dad.
1: I gotta yeah. say this. I'm gonna say it out loud. Sid, I love you. Love your whole Hendrix family. Super downgrade. Just throwing that out there. What? Uh, if you don't if get I, it, I, don't. if
6: if you're saying what I think
1: you're saying, wow. <laughs> yeah, just that's, throwing that out there. That's a all right. What's wrong with her dress? <laughs> I I don't dig strapless dresses. Huh. Especially at her age. What about the carnation?
5: <laughs> Anyways, uh, so you, uh, hold on. You don't talk about my my little sister like that. No, I do. I'm
1: I'm the bigger brother in this situation. This is true, but I can, I can. I'm the one saying uh, the dress was too inappropriate. Oh, I'm saying that shit needed shoulders and a Shoulder pads, pad. uh face mat, uh head wrap.
5: Nah. Leave Brittany <laughs> alone. <laughs> um,
6: you leave Brittany <laughs> alone.
5: Next up for
6: one more body will be the Flatwater Film Festival, which will be which took place
5: on October, (laughs) (laughs) October sixteenth at six twenty eight p.m. Theater One, pretty precise. If you guys do have a time machine, please go back and go there. We'll be at the exit door letting you guys in.
6: But yeah, six twenty eight Saturday, September or October sixteenth. Did I say September? I I might have. It's okay. October. We we don't care. We're in November now. Listeners
5: don't care. It's past. I can wait. Wait. We can hear your heart beating again. <laughs> Any really? Uh When you say things that are embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking uh, the fruit flies in here. Fruit. Oh uh, Hi. Not only that, <laughs> I guess with the well, my concert and our movie premiere showing, not really a premiere, a showing. There was a football stuff that been going on around here, man. Okay. <laughs> what? what? So the, the football Foosball? games and stuff that's been going on around How here.
1: How can you guys watch football? I'm
5: not watching it. I'm With listening to other people. baseball
1: season is still going on. Why... Why? Can you Why? Watch it's America's fucking game. It's boring as shit. So what is listening to you whine about?
4: Uh, so, uh, I, coach, no,
5: I get all of my football news now through uh, the Marshall you, podcast. You so. guys
1: love football so much, and I don't get this watching. Wait, wait. Over? What do
5: you mean, you guys?
1: You like football too, don't I you? I
5: like uh, European football. So the, the fact the
1: the fact that people are so excited about football and that oh it's so great, it, they, they're such men. No, they play fucking thirteen games a year for three hundred million dollars and think they're so tough. They six play minutes once of action a week for like a combination of forty minutes a game. How tough is that?
6: A game is an hour long. No, no, no. But it's hour, like six minutes long. Baseball, they have but like 155,000 like... games, but for 98 percent, 99% of the game, they're standing there doing nothing. It's it's a bunch of guys standing around watching two guys play catch and a guy trying to hit the ball. And most of the time, he doesn't hit the ball. He just watches it. But it's an American sport. It's bo- I played baseball. That is the only sport I played. And I played it. I enjoyed it. But watching it, Nope, can't do it. It's It's an American
3: sport,
6: (laughs) and I don't get. Did you want me to play it through? I don't get excited (laughs) for for football. Like I'm not a fanatic. Like oh, I paint my face. I have everybody over for the game, and I get into it. I just enjoy watching Nebraska football.
5: So I don't even watch the NFL anymore. I don't watch football. But uh, I've been listening to people. I have a few uh, customers, and I, it sounds like Nebraska hasn't been doing so hot. So for the last eleven years, yeah. and I'm, I'm listening to yeah, right. I'm listening to one of the people I deliver to, and like I, I it's in an apartment building. So there's probably what uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. There's twelve units in this place, and I can hear him at the downstairs. And he's just like, fucking inward, fucking inward, just pass inward, inward. Like he's just dropping it. And I'm like, you know, the majority of the people who live in this with you might not take too kindly to that word right there.
1: Well, is but he? Is he in fact? A, no, he's he's okay. A, oh, wow. Then he's a very brave man.
5: Yeah. He is a stupid man. Yeah, he, he will be missed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, at least his rent was, probably won't be. His missed. rent will be missed. <laughs> that was your story well i don't i don't watch football so I,
1: you know he was watching it okay <laughs> you made it sound see like... what football brings out of people oh, man you made it when's sound the like last it, time man. you heard someone in the MLB call someone an n-word A nebraskan pete rose <laughs> Probably, back in the 60s like i say fall asleep and they when they get there oh my god next <laughs> next story how is how was my weekend or time you guys ask um, <laughs> nobody asked. Okay. I'm sure you're all dying to know. So <laughs> oh, this dumbass.
5: So when we got to the studio, <laughs> I'm going to let him. Do- I'm going I'm to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but I don't no. even know what's happening right now. I know he, he was said. telling me about what, what he's recently done
6: oh, with his Oh, Jesus his Christ.
1: And Go ahead. <laughs> embarrass me over my mental illness. <laughs> I mean, they look. Go ahead. <laughs> the bottom of them look like they've been. Toast, oh, they're dirty. Toast. I thought right.
5: he would have been out of bandages right now. What happened? What you did? You do okay? Tell me. Did you
1: get? Did you? No, oh. no, not that bad. So I forgot. I ordered. I was out of meds. It happens. As someone who takes as many medications as I do, I forgot and ordered and forgot. I was out of meds. I ordered them. They should have been there the next day. It usually takes twenty four hours for them to get to me. Well, for some reason they didn't. So I had to go to the weekend without them. They're they were going to get here on Monday, but on the weekend. Uh, my feet kind of itch. So I went down and itched my feet. Well, I have this problem with thinking there's bugs and maggots under my skin and my feet started itching and I looked down and seen the bumps where the skin's healing and they looked like there were bugs under my feet. So I took a pumice stone
3: mm. and
1: scraped off, whoops, s- scraped off a lot <laughs> of the skin. To make sure there wasn't any bugs under there. A pumice stone
5: to his recently operated on feet. He took a pumice stone, not to the bottom, to the top of his feet. He scratched. You took a pumice stone to your
6: thighs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just fun. But no.
1: Yeah. So they bled a little bit. So now I have them rewrapped again.
6: Did you talk to your doctor and they're like, what the
1: fuck did you do? No, it wasn't that bad. Like I couldn't see. It must
6: be because you have
5: bandages on them.
6: Well,
1: because they bleed when you
5: take a pumice stone to
6: no
1: shit it. when I take a pumice stone to them it's like taking sandpaper to wood you're gonna knock some rust off so I did it I'm dumb oh am so dumb <laughs> <laughs> he's so dumb yeah uh, you're gonna regret this probably How the
2: fuck did you get all why thing? am I
1: responding to fucking
2: <laughs> sound effects
6: oh
5: my god but yes okay that happened alright good shit anyways let's move it on man whoa whoa what do we have for topics?
1: Fuck you. And I don't even really get to talk about what I did. No. Fuck. Yeah. moving on.
5: Fine. No, no, Lonnie. No, fuck you.
6: What, I mean, he's fine, topic. He's topic.
5: What's the first topic? What are, you,
1: are we talking about how oh! Justin's- oh! Now he's fucking <laughs> interrupting me with him. Who gave him this much goddamn power?
5: It
6: feels good. Plug, it in, it's plug one of, it in. It's one of his apps. You know him and his apps. He likes to download all the sound effects. It's on Tasker way. app, and it works. Yeah, Christine after a while. Except <laughs> when he tries to show it to people. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, this is the easiest thing in the world. But then you have to like solve a fucking beautiful mind math equation to this log into my, it.
1: This is my topic tonight. Oh, the Tasker
6: oh, no. app yeah. it never we, works. We should probably start with his topic why we have some energy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Um, why he's gonna steal it all? Possibly have to, It's 40 minutes of hearing them talk and we don't get to talk. We just have to pretend we're conscious.
5: <laughs> I'm going to
1: make sure you guys are to blow my nose. Oh, make sure the heart stay. Your mic stays away from your heart because it definitely won't be heard now. <laughs> <laughs>
6: okay. <it's> talk.
1: <laughs> no, I want to watch you blow your nose. No, it's
6: not happening now. Why
1: do you stick your mouth? St- tongue out when- are you are you a sneezophobe? Sneezophobe? Yeah. Do you do you no. not like sneezing in front of people? I don't mind sneezing. I don't like
6: blowing my fucking nose. while everyone's like within like ten feet of me, just staring at me. But it
1: was okay if we weren't staring at you.
6: Do you want us if to turn just around? So you'd rather with your you'd
1: rather blow snot on us if we didn't notice? Uh,
6: I'm not. I'm not blowing. God, I'm about to break your fingers.
1: <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> all right, Justin, what do you got for a topic tonight for us?
5: Uh, well, what I have is...
1: Don't care. Move on.
5: All right. Moving on. That's the best topic you've ever had. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I actually agreed with it. I wanted to talk about a figure that Wait. we all kind of know. Tits? I, I mean, I'm assuming we all kind of... What? F- Did you say tits? <laughs> figure? A figure? A figure. Yeah, not that type of figure. Oh, damn. A, a person, a public figure, a public person who was... Um, popular who was famous for little while before her demise okay her, before her assassination she wasn't assassinated but some might say so sylvia brown do you guys remember sylvia brown is that the way that talked to the dead no
6: but yes well that's what she was known
5: for <laughs> yeah. right yeah okay yeah man sylvia brown like i can go on a while with this chick because all right so my mom she was is huge sylvia on- brown no she, she like bought like a whole bunch of her books and stuff and like Sylvia Brown was on like talk shows and stuff like Montel like every Wednesday it's like up oh, we got to turn turn it to Montel we got to watch Sylvia Brown welcome welcome, like, welcome she's just bullshitting people and, and taking all their money and stuff and
1: she looks as close to the lady from Poltergeist as anyone I've ever seen in my life <laughs> At the, this, this house is this clear it's <laughs> uh-uh. clear yeah.
5: but uh I'll, I'll give you like a little bit of a description a brief I'll keep it brief I got like one page here. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Front Front. (laughs) Front back,
1: (laughs) small. Size four font.
5: I was going to say size two. (laughs) Yeah. So, Sylvia Brown, she was born Sylvia Brown. No, she wasn't born Sylvia Brown. That's her maiden, or not her maiden, one of her married names. Wow. So, Sylvia Celeste. What's up? You have a question? I just take Raise your hand.
1: Couple breaths.
5: Raise your hand. Sylvia Brown was it. born as Sylvia Brown. Fuck that up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sylvia uh, Celeste Brown, aka shoemaker. Yeah.
5: Sylvia Celeste knee shoemaker, born in nineteen thirty six. Her birthday just passed. Well, it would have just passed, October nineteenth. uh she dead still? So and what <laughs> is that a complete sentence? Yeah, she's dead.
6: Okay. She died. That's not what I heard. Is that what you heard,
5: <laughs> I heard the baby.
6: I turned on ble. goats
1: fucking. It's more entertaining.
5: Do you, do you need me to turn your headphones up or? No, you need to just <laughs> <you speak> clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh, okay.
1: Oh yeah, no. Um, this could be interesting if you fucking get on with it.
5: <laughs> so <laughs> she's born in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, why misery? Make,
1: why do you make that sound? What's wrong with Missouri? M- Missouri
5: misery. As they say, in Ms? Missouri. Missouri. Eerie? Missouri. Ms. Eerie. What's going on? Ms. Eerie. She was, she's an amazing, and astounding psychic. So from her own website, the sylvia.com thing, she is known as follows. Sylvia Brown is a world-renowned spiritual teacher, psychic <laughs> author, lecturer, and researcher in the field of parapsychology. Sylvia's well-known for her dynamic, genuine down earth style and personality. She lectures, teaches, and counsels people from all over the world, including Africa, Europe, Asia, and <laughs> Australia. So she's pretty much saying fuck the South Americans in Antarctica. But yeah, so that's kind of like what she would probably put herself as, like, oh, I'm just helping everybody out here. And we Trying can to...
1: read the Nazarene.
5: Yeah. I should I should really do like books on audio, huh? <laughs> no. If you want the reading rate to go <laughs> way down, Well his reading rate? <laughs> As a, like Adobe. I, I can if you,
1: if you want if you want fucking
5: speaking 100 fair,
1: minutes Fahrenheit 451 to become a real thing, where people are like fucking burn books before he has
5: a chance to speak them. What's your reading? Your Guam. remember Guam? You're typing Guam. I forget what Guam stands for, but it's a country. What? Guam. Guam. Yeah, like 120 Guam, like spunk. Nope, not like yuck. <laughs> By the way, once once we're done with your topic,
6: we uh, remind me to talk about the gook thing. Would you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, just just remind me. That might entice you to speed this. Topic up.
5: <laughs> but yeah, so Sydney, Sydney, wow, what, okay. the fuck? <laughs> wow, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Off the rails. I folks. know
5: words are hard, but Jesus, <laughs> it's I'm on the spot. Go There's to a size 12 all font. Of these <laughs> word or uh, eyes on me. These lights and stuff. No one is looking I at can't you. See I promise. In the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's listening to you. either.
1: <laughs> do you want me to turn the lamp uh, off? So of that help? Yeah.
5: She started her own church, which she kind of. It, it. From what I gather, she pretty much stole a church. So, so there was like <laughs> a society that was. It was supposed to be like <laughs> a
1: one tends to do. <laughs>
5: What is it called the nonprofit Why are you organization?
4: Asking us and she's an, your topic.
5: I know, but sometimes I can get answers if you guys are smart, but
1: <laughs> well, you're shit out of luck on that one.
5: Hey, I got who Sylvia Brown was so. I'm right. good. Well, thank
1: you. I googled
5: it. See, he's paying attention.
1: I got mm. her fucking pulled okay, so right Okay, so in she your stole front. a
5: church, kind of. I mean, she made her own church. She kind of stole a nonprofit organization and then it was rebranded with her own stuff. So it's like you're just kind of stealing. It's So she annexed a nonprofit. Yeah. It's part of her thing. Like Theft was one of her charges. I'll get into that earlier. The thing with this topic is I didn't really organize it, so I'm going to be all over the place, and I just want you guys to go on this ride with me. Okay. Can you do, do it? it. Let's, put your hands in. Let's give it a go. Put, put your know, hands in. No, COVID. No, touch me.
6: I'm am, I am putting my seatbelt Touch me.
5: Ah, okay. oh, touch me.
6: Lonnie. Yes, Lonnie,
2: touch me. Oh. <laughs> give me the guck. Guck. <laughs> Are you ready for the truck?
5: But yeah, so Brown, Sylvia Brown, she had like this go-to line that she responded to with people. I don't know if I want to say she was religious, but she spat a lot of the religious stuff. So one of her, her church was the Navu Spiritus, the Society of the Navu Spiritus. And she referenced like a spiritual guide, which she called Francine, which was also kind of bullshit. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But when she responded to like the media questions, she always had like this prepared statement. And it was only God is right all of the time. So it was kind of like her
1: nah, I'm line. Gonna, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to tap the brakes a little bit and say that is a false statement. No,
5: that's that's right. That's what she said. She
1: said that God is right all the time. Yeah, hmm.
5: yeah. That was kind of her throwaway. <laughs> me and so, me
1: and Sylvia Brown have very differing opinions on that statement.
5: Yeah, go ahead. I was like, we can get her on the show if, beyond. <laughs> Where's the Ouija board? <laughs> you want to call in another one of those? What was that, John? Well, she's crossing over. She talked to John Fabro. She um, talked to the dead. So I'd imagine she's pretty good at, she'd be able to talk she to us. Talked to the dead. Yes. Can I you know. guys, how do I do a, a quotations? You did it sound in your apart? voice. She talked. talked. Brackets. To the dead. Okay. Brackets. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So she claimed that her psychic success rate was about 87 to 90%, uh, which nobody ever seemed to question her on. There was like the skeptic community who kind of like looked into that. So there was a 2010 analysis of 115 predictions, which was also kind of capped up that, that last one, 116, that she made on the Montel Williams show. So the Skeptical Inquirer magazine put her success rate at zero. Like all the bullshit that she... Throughout on to the uh, Montel Williams show, nothing could have been verified or, or checked. So
1: I don't know if if I'm gonna cock block you on this or not. But I I'm just reading something now that says she did predict COVID.
5: She didn't. I'll get to that too. It's not <laughs> what the internet says. The internet is it's it can be wrong. No, it can't. Yeah, it can be wrong sometimes. It says it right here. Um, I trust it over you. Trust me. So the article that I'm, I'm going to read like a little excerpt of this article, it says the article updates the previous analysis with the new reading, bringing the total to 116 cases and investigates charges in those 11 cases with previously unknown conclusions by showing Brown mostly wrong in eight with three remaining in the unknown category. The result, the evidence demonstrates Brown still has never been mostly correct in a single case. 33 cases have been mostly incorrect predictions and 83 cases have unverified outcomes. The article also looks at the human told Brown's predictions, how they have had, and other notable predictions that can be finally evaluated. I don't know if that last part made sense, but pretty much saying that... Neither did the first part. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty much half of the the stuff... It doesn't give any information. There's evidence that was already put out there that like the cops already knew. It's like, yeah, this shit was in the news. Like you're saying, like this person who did it, his face was already as a suspect, and you're just gonna say, yeah, that guy did it. But then the other stuff is like, well, none of this buys into any of this. You're saying that there was clothes right here, but there there wasn't any. So a few, I want to go into a few of the the cases that she spoke on. The one of the most popular ones is the Amanda Berry one. Do you guys remember that one? Refresh. There was a three girls who were trapped in a basement by that, uh, was it Cuban dude?
6: Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: Ariel Castro. So she told Amanda Berry's mom when she went on to the Montel show that Amanda Berry had died. And then like the next year or so, the mom died, not knowing that her daughter was still alive. So it was kind of like a, some people say it was like the heartbreak, like she's just letting go and I don't know if there was other medical conditions, but she wasn't... I didn't think that she was, like, that old. I forget the exact age that she died on. Amanda Berry's
1: mom did, but... Yeah, that would be... For her existing family, that that could be a defamation of character, some type of lawsuit, I would, I would think.
5: Yeah, so right here, Amanda Berry was rescued from Ariel Castro along with Michelle Knight and Georgina de Jesus. This is one of the many times that she told a parent that their living child was deceased or dead, whatever. Especially like on live television, I think there was one story, and I don't know if this is verified, but somebody was saying that they they wanted to know a little bit more about their parent, and they're like, "Yeah, she he's dead," and she would like blatantly say that to the person, like, "Yeah, they're dead," and then the person just kind of went went along with it while their their parent is right next to them in the audience, like, "What? The? You're just pulling shit out of your ass," and it, it's yeah.
6: By the way, uh, Amanda Berry's mom died at the age of forty three in two thousand six. After being hospitalized with uh, pancreatitis.
5: Thank you. She's also wrote 40 books. Yes. We're getting to that too. So Amanda Berry, Sylvia Brown. Yeah. She was pretty much kidnapped. Amanda Berry was and put into like this basement. And there was like a Guns N' Roses song wrote about that. Kind of. It was like, Sad woman, take it slow. You better act right or you might gonna meet a little basement. Something like that. If you tell me that you were really trying to sound
6: like Axl Rose, there, (laughs) I'm gonna
2: (laughs) piss on you. Uh,
6: I was. It was spot on. Like if that would that would be equivalent to Lonnie's Fred Durst. Fred Durst. His Bill Durst. Bill Durst. Durst, Cosby Durst.
5: Coincidentally enough, the band formed in 1985, the Guns N' Roses. They also wrote a song on the Appetite for Destruction album, and it was released in 1987. And the seventh track was called My Michelle. So, you know, the...
1: Michelle, yeah. Oh, oh, what, did we
5: switch topics? No, we're I on just... the same topic. These because oh, I don't remember us starting Guns and Roses. On Guns and Roses albums. Yeah, Guns and Roses pretty much predicted Enjoy the this. Ride. <laughs> Sylvia Brown made all these predictions, but Guns and Roses. So
1: who's really the psychic?
5: Yes, here? that's what I'm trying Axel to get here.
1: Rose, Sylvia, or Sylvia Brown?
5: Exactly. They've been trying... It's been under our noses this entire time. It
1: blows your fucking mind, right?
5: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so That's uh, the voice of somebody whose mind was just blown.
1: Fucking... It's all over this room.
5: <laughs> yeah. So, Axel Rose, He's he uh, he sung the... Uh,
2: so, come on, stop your crying, because we both know money burns. Honey, don't stop your trying, and you'll get what you deserve.
5: Was that better? Absolutely yeah. not. So, that was supposed to be for Michelle Knight. All right? And it was all about... Her, and, and I'll, I'll connect the pieces right here. So if you don't believe me in a few tracks prior, there's a song called Night Train. So my Michelle and Night Train. Michelle, Night, Train. Well, it's not, don't, don't worry about the train part. But so he was kidnapped by Ariel Castro. Hold on, hold on, I'm not done. He, Ariel Castro. Castro means hill fort. Fort is the secret keep. Castro rhymes with brownstone. Mr. Brownstone off that same Guns N' Roses album. It goes like, you know, you know, he, he's been knocking. Mr. Yeah. He's,
2: he's been knocking. He won't leave me alone. No, 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 no. Won't leave me alone. Like Don't that.
6: Won't leave me alone. Yeah. See, Boy, Boys, we've had a hell of a ride, but I think I need to go on to other adventures in my life and quit this <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
1: What, you can do a better Axl Rose? No, that's why I don't try. This is (laughs) why you're not having a good time with this. I fucking went loony at this point, and I'm just trying to enjoy the ride. You didn't realize I already ejected the arsenic, and I know this (laughs) That's That's what that
5: is. Uh, All right, another case. 11-year-old Sean Hornbeck. Do you remember Sean Hornbeck?
1: Absolutely, but fill me in for the guests.
5: All right, so he was predicted to be dead, buried between two boulders as She said, as Sylvia Brown, bitch ass said. So after being kidnapped, when he was out riding his bike back in like 2003, uh, he was actually found alive and saved in 2007. He was gone just for a few years. He was sexually abused until he was 15 and the kidnapper dubbed him to be like too old. You're like, oh. Whoa, I'm not touching that anymore.
1: Thank you for doing that quick because when you were about to say you'd been gone for four years, I was like, yeah,
5: doing porn. <laughs> so, kind Thanks of.
1: for rushing to that uh, yeah. sexual so assault. His, so his, kidnapper, ass
5: his kidnapper kidnapped another 13-year-old boy, which is when he was caught pretty much in the act, the, the kidnapper. And then that's how that other boy and Hornbeck got found. Alive, not dead, like Sylvia
6: Brown said. Fucking
1: double dip and get you in trouble every time. And the crazy thing about this is Elvis
5: Presley released a song called Heart.
6: "Axel
1: Rose." No, came out Axel that- Rose pre- released a
5: song,
2: and it goes like, "My hands are tied and t- tied to a yeah, billion double dip man, from side to side, <laughs> and the wars go on with brainwashed pride. For the love of God, and the human rights, and all these things <laughs> are swept aside by bloody hands."
5: And can't deny it's it's another song. No. He was talking about. This particular thing, before it even happened, he was predicting it.
1: We've, we <laughs> I'll the, move on. At the end of this episode, at the end of this section, <laughs> Axl Rose is going to fucking kick the door down and be like, yeah! yeah. So
5: just, clearly, he was speaking about the abuse that the, the boys suffered, saying like his hands were tired and you know no, all these people were brainwashed. <laughs> Sylvia Brown was manipulating the minds of the public. That's what was going on with
1: He's that. so excited and I like it. Uh-oh. He's like... Because he, he is You like, didn't
5: do the math.
1: You weren't doing yeah. He is I'm the, trying to Axel Rose is the totem yeah. where Sylvia Brown is the prophet. Yep. So I'm uh, No like, you just, everything I've said, you've just been, yep, on, yeah, move on. But he's
5: kind of right. Cause Sylvia Brown, I'm gonna teach you something here. Yep. Sylvia Brown <laughs> is pretty much a piece of shit. Got it. What was the writing on the chalkboard for? You got to pay attention. This guy, I don't, I'm, I'm going to just keep on moving along. So we got Sean Horn back. Yep. Uh, Mark Flan, he was a man who was taking a battle with cancer. So his mom went to Sylvia Brown and she made another astounding prediction. There was a, a hidden camera snuck in there and he clearly captures this, this uh, wonderful prediction. Terry Flan. Clearly asked, my son is in the hospital fighting for his life. Is there any way they will save him? And Brown blatantly replies, like, yes, they will save him. And then she said something like, he's going to receive a miraculous treatment. So she assured Miss Flann that he will regain his strength. And by the end of the month, such conviction in her voice put her at ease. Yeah, two days later, Mark died. She said at the end of the month, he's going to be good. He's going to get all of his strength back.
1: Well, he did, technically. He didn't. Well, he died, but yet yeah, wherever he went. Whether he went north or south, he hit there with a full bar of energy. He responded, "Yeah, oh, yep." And if, <laughs> and if you like reincar- wow. and if you like the thought of reincarnation, he came, whatever he came back as, he was that. But if you believe in the empty void of nothingness when you die, I mean, he's probably got a full recharged bar there. A recharged huh? bar of nothing. Yeah, he, don't you see the fucking bar of health we have? I don't see it. Did you ever played a fighting game before? Sometimes. Wow, Jeremy's frantically typing. All right, you guys do remember James Randy, right? Absolutely. I, love I told J- you about James Randy's fucking fantastic. That's the first name you've said that's actually excited me. Right, James Randy is probably
5: one of my favorite peoples. With all, a lot of this stuff, like he was a magician. We all watched a doc,
1: were you there for that documentary? No. Yeah, Jeremy if, and I watched I a documentary James with- James uh, Randi. Anything about James Randy I'm on board with. Yeah. He had his million dollar challenge where yeah. if you could, if you could do something that he could not figure out, yeah. he'd give you a million bucks. Kind
5: of like the Penn and Teller, but a more serious. So yeah, the million dollar challenge was pretty much anyone who can show under proper observation, conditions, evidence of any paranormal, supernatural, or occult, power, or event- He would give them a million dollars. The thing is, is like he had this offer for anybody who can prove it. And Sylvia, he actually directed it towards her a few times and she denied him. But lying to the public, she said that she would do it. So she agreed to it, but never did it. And do you know why? Why? Because she's a liar. Yes, because she's a liar. No, she claimed that she didn't know how to contact him. I'm like, are you fucking serious? You're a... You're supposed to be a psychic. You can see the future who can predict certain things, but you can't pick up a telephone or a, a phone book. Look the dude up. It's like you guys shared the same platform a few times on uh, what was it? Why who was it she just contact him? Yeah. Psychic. I know. Doing it all telepathetically. Why don't you do it that way, you piece of sh- You really don't like this lady. No, she was a piece of shit. He likes this lady. I had to look as, at.
1: As much as he didn't like. Every time, time I had attacks.
5: to go take a piss, I had to pass by her books. In, the, in my house, where my mom kept the books at. I'm like, oh, Sylvia Brown and all this other bullshit over here. And you were going to make some brown. I was. Brown town. And I, I attributed my, I've, to I've been her. looking up here trying to find out her cause of death, but as a psychic, wouldn't she have been able to predict? Exactly. She had a Exactly. She made uh, all these stupid talking to spirits and predictions. She couldn't even contact the dude. So... Also, with that, I, I note that the um, the hair metal band Guns N' Roses predicted this about Sylvia Brown on their 1988 album called Lies. Lies. Oh. There is a song oh. title, One in a Million, and it states,
2: You're one in a million, babe, you're shooting star. Maybe someday we'll see you before you make us cry. You know we tried to reach you, but you were too
5: high. Way too high or something like that. Was that better? Am I getting better at this? No. I feel like every time I do this, it's better no, and better. Like, you're making me look forward to the start of the podcast, the movie
2: <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay. so
5: it's- the other one?
2: <laughs>
5: so yeah, no, that was on like the Coast to Coast. Uh, she was on the Coast to Coast TV show when she made a prediction about the, the West Virginia miners. You guys remember that event? I do. Yes. I don't. What did? What do you remember
1: about that?
6: I just remember
5: hearing about it on like or seeing documentary oh, thing. Is that the
1: things where the guys they were uh, got
5: caved in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was two thousand and six. She claimed that twelve were dead, but they were all found alive.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe they were just.
5: It was live on TV on coast to coast. She said, "Yeah, they're all dead, dead inside." And then they went to a break, and then when more information got to the uh, the the network. And then she kind of tried to backtrack. Her. I'm like, you just been exposed right there on live TV. Why didn't you? Isn't it? But
6: as much as she's a, she was a devil woman. It's society's fault that she made all the money because yeah. they still bought into that shit when she was proved herself wrong. How many times now? That's, that's four cases that you've you've talked to us about. I mean, and that's
5: just these four. these ones. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you guys remember President uh, Bill Bradley
1: in 2000? President Bill Bradley?
5: Yeah.
3: What
1: you mean President Bill?
5: No, Bill Bradley. The one that she predicted would happen in 2000. Oh. Oh, no. I don't remember that either. A fucking liar. These say, are like in her books I and stuff. I didn't say anything. So I'm
1: <laughs> like, am I going to be stupid <laughs> if I say you know? <laughs> like, I was trying to like, no, because Bush was in office in 2002. 2001. Yes, but 2002 comes after But then I thought you said 2000. 2000, yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought you said 2002. My bad.
5: What about, do you remember Michael Jackson coming up guilty? Mm-mm. She, she predicted that, but he was acquitted.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: So being around Sylvia Brown was like, it's just so fuzzy. Like, cause she can't keep her shit straight. She looked seems fuzzy. Like, she just took she, everything. What, did you say she was fuzzy? She looked fuzzy. She, she does, looked fuzzy. Oh, she yeah. does look very comfortable. Her perm, bitch. She got to do something with that. <laughs> But no, she just took advantage of everything and took everything for herself. And Guns N' Roses wrote a song about that, and it goes like,
2: Welcome to the jungle! We got fun and games! We got everything you want, honey, we know those names! We are the people to fire whatever you may need! If you get the money, honey, we got your disease!
5: So she kept people fed on bullshit, you know? So that's pretty much what that was saying. She would claim that, that they have the sickness and that she has the cure, follow her, support her doings, and then in the end... Guns N' Roses wrote,
2: "You know what, you're you're gonna die.
5: Or you're in the jungle, you're gonna die, or whatever." Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> why are you looking yeah. at me? When because you do I feel it. like you're not following. Like something's not clicking. No, I'm. It, he's on board over here. I think I, he's dancing every time I'm I do one,
1: it. I, you should see my my thrusts going.
5: Yeah got
6: to
1: do Light. the axle. Yeah, turn the fucking <laughs> sensor
6: lights on out in the hallway. Well,
5: I'm doing the axle on the microphone. You have to do like the snake around the thing. I'm probably. Also, going he does it, it through the window. We just uh, see him. There he him. is. Hi. <laughs> I'm talking to the. Well, Axl Rose isn't dead. His voice is, but I'm looking. I'm
1: looking at her images on Google. Oh, don't. In, Did
5: you is... type in nude? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I bet <betcha>. you. <Yeah? laughs> And this is a picture that popped up, and it's very small, and I don't know if you can see who it is. Her and Wayne Brady. Yeah, yeah. This is how you know she's the devil.
5: <laughs> he, he
6: looks like he doesn't even want to be there in that picture. He's He's just like, take the I'm picture. i
1: cocaine.
5: Yeah. <laughs> she predicted that she would die in '88. Oh, uh, as. Sorry. She predicted that she would die when she was 88.
1: Nope. Missed it by 11 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoops.
5: And so, she she announced it on Larry King Live. It was back in 2003, but she died when she was 77. She probably did this for her own self-humor. Even like, after death, she's as accurate as ever.
6: Zero percent. Zero. So this is my thing, and it's like a common question. All these psychics out there, if they are indeed psychic, why do they not ever play the
5: Powerball? That's, that's it, also like so many things. There is another, I forget who actually said it, but when Amanda Berry was missing, he said like, this would be a key psychic case. People have been missing for 10, 11, 12 years and nobody can tune into like, you know, where they are or other people oh. who might be would you. you know, after. Would
1: you like me to technically answer this question in a,
5: no, I already know in it. a
1: spirituality slash demonology aspect. Why? Yeah, do it. It's because it's technically considered vulgar display of power and that is not allowed Sounds like a cop yeah. out to me. That's true. Ah. It's just like why demons can't freely <laughs> okay. possess people, or
6: so. Let's look at the case of this. Uh, okay, so for, if they're not gaining personal gain or whatever from this. That Petito girl that was murdered and that Brian Laundry's missing. Psychics should be hopping in right now, and they should be able to say where her body was. They well, be you able have to meditate you first. Is. You but have to be in the.
5: You have to be responsive
6: to had the like spirits. A fucking month now to yeah. meditate,
1: but it's it's still seen as a vulgar display of power in the terms of you are using your black gift. magic. You're using your gift as a for gain. Yeah. Like you are helping someone using your gift publicly. Okay, so they're books that they write that they yeah, make money on. That off doesn't of make past- it
5: sense either. Because they are also people are paying her. She's being a public figure. Well,
6: so being in the spotlight. Just you're just telling me she didn't, pay, she didn't get paid she didn't get paid to go on Montel that's a just different and then she, oh I'm pretty sure she had a pretty she good she had
1: price. literally
6: no real abilities well the, the whole point of this to me my question in answering these things is basically to say there is no such thing as a fucking psychic it's all bullshit and people that believe they're psychics how could, be sure, how, how could you how could you I mean if she was a sweet lady God, like, if people could really see the future, their life would be set and they would be utilized all over the world to be making this place a better place.
1: No, the people who have actual psychic abilities or abilities like that are the fucking recluses who are. Live you saying the, the people are who are, are in a because church they, who are laying they, on hands,
5: they, they couldn't go to a hospital and lay on hands and then heal the entire kids' center?
1: All these kids who have cancer, pediatric for, you know, center, all that. Not yeah, yeah. The people who, in theory, would have these abilities would be so terrified to leave their house. Because if you knew—like, honestly, serious question. If you knew how you were going to die or you had this ability, say, if I knew you had the ability to grow my cock bigger, I would never let you out of my sight. I probably could do that. Would you want that?
5: You want to put money on it? <laughs> <laughs> Can I leave the room? Yeah. <laughs> nope. uh,
1: yuck. Uh, but seriously, like— you knowing you have that power, would you not be terrified of what your I think life you to, would turn or, on to?
5: You, I think after a while, you might get grown to like, you know, the, the sensitivity to it might dole a little bit. Like, okay, whatever. I know it's going to happen, whatever. Or you can kind of always have that hyper-awareness like at the the time is closing in every single passing. You can either make the most of it or fear the entire time.
1: Uh, yeah, no.
5: Or find a little loophole. <laughs> loophole. Yeah like carry a ring to a mountain. I don't know what you do with what, well, like? what
6: was the name of that documentary we watched that you brought up before?
5: The Honest Liar with that, James Randi. That would be a good documentary for people to watch. I have yeah. a few her resources really I want good. to get into a little later, but here. But anyways, so bringing it back to Sylvia Brown, she There's died. more? She died earlier I than... we are wrapping it up. Oh, no. to her death. She died earlier than she was expected. And which, as we <laughs> know... The rebellious band Guns N' Roses wrote a song predicting this. It was uh, track six on their last album, and she died six years later from that last album. So it goes, uh, <clears throat> Let me get in my singing voice. Wh- why are you shaking your head? Do you want to so there's, <laughs>
1: there's cough drops behind you if you need to refuel. It. <laughs> there's a muzzle over there. I can't do it. <laughs> Is he whiny? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're,
5: you're being possessed by the devil. Oh, okay, I'll just read the lyrics. It goes, oh, I saw the damage in you, my fortunate eh, one. Stop. Start over. We need the voice. Okay. Yeah, I hate to say it, but we do. <laughs> it goes,
2: oh, I saw the damage in you, my fortunate one. The envy of youth, they go on.
5: Okay, i sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> He's getting lightheaded. And they go on, yeah. And he goes,
2: (laughs) Oh, I, I got a message for you. Oh, Up and away, it's what I got to do. Forgive what you have for what you might lose.
5: And then he continues a little bit more and he goes,
2: Told you when I found you. If there was doubts, you should be careful and unafraid. Now they surround you. Unordered amount of love that you've been fed by perversion and pain. Ask yourself why I would choose to prostitute myself to live with fortune and shame.
5: Oh yeah! <laughs> I can't like, go on, man. Take
1: a fucking breath, bro. I'm putting
5: on a little performance
1: here. <laughs> I just imagine
5: Nobody was, sold tickets for this.
6: I'm,
1: I'm just,
3: just doing.
5: Imagining a... the people that like
1: skip ahead, <laughs> and
6: that, that's what they land on is.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: well, are oh. they listening to it? Time and a half. Yeah. So it says, <laughs> I
5: told you when I found you, all that amounts to is love that you fed by perversion and pain. She was feeding everybody bullshit and getting paid for it. Pretty much, uh, the, the song is called Prostitute. He, she was pretty much, in a sense, prostituting herself, trying to get the spotlight on her to feed everybody else's guilt. Okay. You know, So when You're people are on weak spots- to her as a prostitute.
1: Uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, I'd fuck it.
5: Oh, oh my no. God. <gasps> is that a paint by numbers? No. Isn't that,
1: was, that was one of her mugshots? I
5: think. <laughs> she looks like the chick from Witches. <laughs> right before she takes her skin off.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, my God. Ew. Yeah, which so, fuck me.
1: I'd fuck me. All
5: uh, right. She used this name called Francine, and it's in pretty much a lot of her books. This is her personal Franciness? Francine. Oh. <laughs> it was Francine as her personal spirit guide. <laughs> Francine. So supposedly, and I did a little bit of research with this, supposedly Francine was somebody who is from Colombia in the 1520s, and she was <laughs> murdered when the Spaniards and plundered third country. So from my research, the popularity of the name Francine. Gained popularity in Brazil and Argentina And around the 1960s So, I mean, it's not Colombia But it's Spanish, you know Or or uh, Spanish-affected countries around there Um, I'm not saying like the name That didn't exist in Colombia at the time But the popularity uh, wasn't really popular over there It was kind of like in the 1960s Of these other countries It's a derivative of France And it's less likely to be known In the parts of Colombia So supposedly they met When Sylvia went down the tunnel Into a fetus The uh, umbilical umbilical tunnel. What's the word? Umbilical cord? I just, I gave you guys a lesson on this one not too long ago. Yeah. You remember the uh, diagram I I had you guys uh, label? Do you remember anything from that? Labia? Did you say? It's not the anus. No. When she was being born, she met her spirit guide, supposedly. I'm like, that sounds like just so so much bullshit, something that can't be fact-checked or verified in any way. So this was kind of like talked about in The Adventures of a Psychic, one of her bullshit books. Her mom actually kind of copped that saying that Francine was just a name that she liked when she was a kid. So it's like, well, there's your bullshit right there. So in an interview with her first of the four husbands that she had. Four husbands. Yeah. I wonder if she saw that coming. He got married four times. But yeah, no. So Gary Dufresne, she told Robert Lancaster, one of the cool dudes who was kind of like, researching a lot of this stuff and putting her calling her out on her shit her husband said boy that's some good yeah. post. <laughs> so he told him how all of this pretty much got started you know they they were hosting for a few guests and then like the tarot cards came out and she was giving like tarot reads and it was intriguing the guest and then her husband asked her he's like you know this isn't true like why are you going along with this? And she just pretty much said, like, you know, shut up, it's fun. Or what was it? I don't know if I actually got the the response. but
1: Shut up, simp!
5: Yeah. He asked, he's like, you know, some of these people are going to believe it. And she pretty much said, so what? Did you know? Probably that, not. That the bad boy guitarist Slash from the American band Guns N' Roses.
1: Infam- infamous
5: guitar Roses. wielder Slash. From- in his solo album, he wrote a song called "Ghosts," and it says something like "Whispers of the future, broken in your skull, in your smile." Amazing, that's what it was. <laughs> Freaking amazing! Uh, thank God he doesn't have a voice like Axl Rose. Uh, it wasn't him who sung it. I forget who actually sung it. I and mean, most of Slash's music, he always had somebody else do like the singing. So Sylvia, bitch ass Sylvia, that's what we're gonna call her. She had like a wait list of when people would call her to do reads or something like that, personal, not really events, uh, what's the word, sessions, personal sessions. So it was eight years. People had to wait eight years. And it's kind of bullshit because I'm pretty sure she had to do like a down payment just to try to secure her spot. So in that time, that person could have died. So it's like, you're taking money from people and possibly not even delivering on it. Like not only that, but she charged about $860 a session. And I'm like, you could have, how much do you pay for
1: therapy? Like maybe a year. A year?
5: Yeah. How oh, much God. do you
1: say it might? Close to 30,000, 40,000. Gotcha. It's $450 a session. I get two sessions a week. So 900 bucks a week. So she was feeding people. How much do I pay? Fucking nothing. Nothing.
5: I'm pretty sure some people might be able to get that for a little less, maybe $200 a session or so. So that could be four sessions of actual help that people could have used to probably help them cope with the loss of somebody or, but she was just robbing them and feeding them bullshit. And sometimes not even giving them anything that consists with what they're asking. James Randy said he had a whole bunch of tapes that people would have submit to him. And like, it, it was just like ramblings. So she was just giving the names of the person's personal spirit guide and he's like, it doesn't. She See, was. Yeah.
6: Well, I was saying before, it's our fault. People, uh, the the general public made her famous and kept feeding her. They should, I hate to say it, but those people that would pay for that are stupid and I guess deserve to uh, get
3: scammed that's, out of their money.
5: That's kind of where I'm at, too. I mean, like, I think it's bad, but I mean, if you're able to do it, yeah. But also know that there's a consequence. Like, you probably end up in jail. Somebody's probably going to show up at your front doorstep with a baseball bat. Like, if you're going to con people, you got to understand that the. the, the but the opinion. thing is, these people believe it. Yeah, it is on them. People do need to accept a certain amount of responsibility for that. But in our society, we are oh, indoctrination is a thing, manipulation is a thing. Psychic powers and mediums, she says that they all ran in, like, it, it was prominent in her family. Her grandma supposedly was a medium. Her son is also currently doing this bullshit from her first marriage. And he's an extra large. <laughs> I don't know
1: what that means. Like a fry? He's not a medium. He's an extra large. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Take notes in the humor jar. <laughs> Thank you, kids. welcome. I'm, I'm a psychic.
4: What about my ball sack? Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> next up on the giggle, <laughs> the giggle hut.
5: Whoops. I do want to play a short video here of James Randi when he was on Anderson Cooper's, Anderson Bloopers.
4: Say that they, with the dead, all of them, Brown, of course, are like vultures. They sit in a tree and they wait for the grieving to come by. Grieving people who are vulnerable and really need some help and are naive enough to think that if she appears on Montel Williams, Montel Williams wouldn't deceive us, of course. She must be the real thing, and that's not necessarily true. And they jump on these people and charge, as Sylvia does, $700 for a 20-minute reading over the telephone. Incredible, but they believe it.
0: Well, that's, the, I talked to the Acres yesterday, and they told me that they were only allowed to speak with Sylvia Brown on the show, not before or after. And they were told after the show that if they wanted further communication with her, they would have to pay her going rate, which I thought was $700 for an hour, but you're saying $700 for 20 minutes, and that's a phone cons- consultation. She denies that. Her manager told us she's never charged at all. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's a matter of her opinion against mine. What do you think it is that, that, that makes people go back to, to a person like Sylvia Brown, even though she was wrong about this case and, and, as we've shown earlier, wrong about a bunch of others?
4: Well, she'll be back on Montel Williams or Larry King or some other place again, and that adds to the illusion that she is dependable. Now, I have a collection out has sent up all kinds of tapes that have been made of the 20-minute session that she charges 700 bucks for over the telephone, and invariably, every one of the people who sent me those tapes wanted their money back and were totally dissatisfied with it. Most of the tape consists, first of all, of giving the names of these people's guardian angels. That's not what they're looking for. They're not looking for names of other beings that they were in other dimensions in previous ages, millions of years ago. No, they want information that they have questions, burning questions, to which they want answers, and that's not what she answers for them.
0: And you say that what a lot of these so-called psychics do are, are cold readings. What's that?
4: Well, a cold reading is a technique, a specific technique, where you just throw out ideas and initials, things like... There's something red connected with this. It's like a right color. It might be a roof of some kind. And the letter M, or maybe a double letter R, I'm not sure. But there's also something about late at night. And I I smell gasoline or turpentine, something like that. And electricity is flowing. And they go on and on like this, and they'll fill the tape with this sort of nonsense. And afterwards, if the victims are gullible enough, what they'll do is they'll look back through the tape to find some sort of correlation
0: with what she said. So-called psychics will say, well, look, even though something can't be scientifically proven, doesn't mean that that it's not real or doesn't exist. Do you hold about the possibility that someone could have psychic powers?
4: Well, we've been offering at the James Randi Educational Foundation a $1 million prize now for many, many years, and Sylvia Brown agreed on international television that she would take the challenge. Then she announced immediately that she didn't know how to reach me. A psychic didn't know how to reach me? She can't use the telephone book? And then she said, after we told her how she could reach me so she wasn't inconvenienced, of course, she then said that I'm not a godly man, so she wouldn't have anything to do with me. Now, wouldn't she want to take that million dollars, which she could earn inside of 50 minutes or so? We figured that's how long it would take to do a definitive
0: test. Uh, well, we'll see if she responds now, Jim. All
2: right.
5: That's enough of that. <clears throat> so that kind of, like, speaks a lot on not only James Randy's character, but also on her. It reflects poorly on her it's like yeah, the shit that you don't want to put out in public, where you're just going to, you can behind a single uh, uh, phone call, bullshit other people after you've already got your monies. So yeah, another reason why she refused to do his thing is because she supposedly he refused to put the money in an escrow. So, but he went outside of that and tried to give an even bigger amount. Uh, what was it like, a million fifty four thousand six hundred fifty six dollars, just so it can be like a check directly to her and she could have picked it up at any time, but she never accepted it. So, um, James Randy, one of the coolest dudes, he kind of like, uh, he wasn't a, a magician an illusionist who kind of, uh, turned his ways. He was like, know, yeah, I'm kind of conning these people. And I kind of want to show people the, the deceptions. It's like, you, you don't necessarily have to be fooled. You know, you'd be a little bit more skeptical to people who are trying to ease in and get something out of you. So, and he has like these awesome, uh, on his website before he passed you know and it's still available too so uh, at the randy.org forward slash education I'll just put this in the link below but he has excellent free resources to learn about scammers like these and so yeah also a prophecy about this was made over 20 years prior when the band that invigorated heavy metal Guns N' Roses uh, they wrote living with the danger yeah it goes living with the danger I'm always ah, on the Sorry, <coughs> <There> <coughs> you go. I gotta get into that Get a the moment.
2: <clears throat> Living with like the danger, I'm always on the edge now. With million dollar visions that I hold. Living like the never ever tore my life apart. I know how to maintain and you know I know my part.
5: So, that million dollar challenge. Get and better. Still, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Are you talking about? What do you? You're on my side. Support. Yeah. We got to support him. Yeah. We're in this as a group. I'm representing both of you <laughs> while you represent me. As, as, I don't know what that means, but... I don't either. Maybe if we had some sort of <laughs> just, premonition.
6: Let's get on to your apparent <laughs> one page
5: of notes, which has been going on for over an hour now. It, pish posh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, stick with a bit of more of the James Randi. So he tested her without even testing her. I thought this was kind of clever. So they went over a lot of her claims... That she made especially like on the mantel and he took an elementary class uh some students in an elementary class having them make the predictions about the things that they should have nothing no knowledge about it's like these are just kids and they don't really follow the news and all this other stuff so there's stuff that's out there things that have kind of been proven one way or another are solved or maybe even still ongoing cases so in 2005 the predictions that sylvia brown made these kids were 25 percent more accurate than her predictions It's like, what does that say about her? It's like kids, it's just a guessing game. That's pretty much how it is for them. So she made many claims that warranted pause. I thought like, you know, having like a, a family member in the room that you're saying that the person is dead, just blatantly like he's dead, she is dead. She's doing it for for clout for the most part. Her accuracy has been close to 90%. Yeah, she said that her accuracy was close to 90%, as I said earlier, but the sources claim that it's pretty much zero. But due to her charisma, her presence in the media, she's given like these false pretenses of being reputable, kind of how James Randi was saying. Like the more you see her in the news, you're like, oh, okay, I know that person. I know that person. Yeah, yeah." you know, she's the one who does this. Like when I asked you if you knew who Sylvia Brown was, you said the person who talks to the dead. Yeah, that's what she's known for. But the people who kind of, Follow a little bit more skeptically or critically it's like you're the con artist like you've been proven false so many times people aren't going back to correct your your stuff but you're still going forward so but
6: i also thought like i from her talking to the dead
5: i also knew in my head that she's full of bullshit yeah
1: i mean there's a select few you who kind of psychic you generally do yeah
5: there's a select few who kind of fell onto the radar like randy James Randi was one of the people who kind of targeted her. There is a uh, websites like stop Sylvia Brown, which some are still available and they break down case by case. Like I think you've stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skeptical Inquirer, all these other ones. They like, they, they check out like the things that she said in the news, they go through like her books and stuff. She was big on creating like these grand illusions. And once again, referring back to the foresight of the musical greats, that is guns and roses. They preached off the album, use your illusion. And now
2: you're blowing smoke. I think you're one big joke. Me, I gotta learn, and I'm still waiting for the heads to turn.
5: Yep. <laughs> all about, <laughs> all about Sylvia Brown. <clears throat> yep. Yep. They were. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, in 2004, when she was on the Montel show, she she said Osama bin Laden was dead. Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember. No? All right. But she's uh, not wrong.
1: She also he said. She's dead.
5: Yeah, yeah. She also said that aliens would be here by 2010. Do we know for a fact? Do we fact, know aliens? Yeah. Huh? Do we know for a fact that aliens are not here?
1: I, I don't know. we know she, that UFOs are here?
5: I don't know if she's meaning like illegal aliens or <laughs> the <laughs> obvious, you know, like, or even if she meant like zombies or something like that instead of aliens, like something, depending on the movie or book or whatever, they could look one and the same. But like her predictions was a bit off. So because Osama bin Laden was either a zombie for seven years or she had another false prediction when SEAL Team Six took out her that dirty fucker in the hole in two thousand yeah. <laughs> and then they shot him in the head. Yeah. Bam to twenty eleven. Shot him in the hole. So kind of like recapping, like going back, her relevance added to her fame. The more people saw like people when you lose somebody, you have that grieving process and then like you wanna cling for answers. So you're gonna seek out anywhere. And sometimes they come to you too. Like church people, they will knock on your door when they know that you've lost somebody just to see if they supposedly, if you need something, but uh, that's one of their, their methods of getting people into the fold. So yeah, she was also on like Montel, Larry King, Unsolved Mysteries, the novelties of like all of her claims and stuff like people find comfort in it. You know, and they, they rather believe a, a a comfortable lie than a harsh truth. Her business, her cold calls, book sellings, church, all that was said to be like three mil a year. That's what she would earn three mil a year. So she doesn't need to predict the lottery because all she does, you know, she needs to do is just make herself look famous. And then as Lonnie said earlier, she had like 40 books. Most of it was kind of like double authored. A lot of it was with her son, Chris Dufresne. She has a wonder way of like locking in and hooks by using religious models of thought to, or verbiage to make someone keep coming back so despite her accuracy or lack thereof there seems to be something for people to keep coming back kind of as i was saying earlier but so you said something about covid you said that she probably predicted covid yeah. a lot of people that came up recently because uh kardashian kim kardashian put like a tweet out referring back to this and that put her book back on the bestseller list She must
1: own stock in
5: it. Yeah, it was the end of days book. So she predicted, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quick as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, and then disappear completely. Well, What what is your- That sounds- does that sound like it's Sounds COVID? Like no,
1: because COVID's not going away because the people yeah. who should be responsible for it are dumb fucks. Yeah.
5: So her claims are very vague. Like, yeah, it's going to attack your lungs, all this. But it isn't really, it's not a severe pneumonia-like illness, uh, although it can exasperate it in some cases if you have ammonia. It doesn't resist all known treatments. Like, we know how to treat it. It's right. just getting to it. Like, you, you pretty much treat it like the flu. Um, it hasn't vanished quickly because cases still pop up every single day. Mask. Yeah, uh, mass numbers, but now it's just more manageable. Like we, we have ways kind of to go about it. So we're pretty much two years in and it's, it's not, yeah, it's not gone. So, I mean, like we also have a likely source cause it said it came out of nowhere. Like we know that Wuhan is one of the likely sources of where it might've came from. So it's not really a mystery there. It's it, she chocks it up to being like a mystery, a simple Google search kind of shows you all that. And plus, if you look into, like do a Google search of pandemics, pretty much every 10 years, there seems to be something. There was a swine flu, bird flu, avian flu, pretty much the same thing. H1N1, H5N1, H2N2, influenza, B, SARS, et cetera. Like this has been since like 1920, like the last 10 years, every single 10 years, there's something that kind of comes up. Now, this is more of a pandemic. There's epidemics, pandemics, things that kind of scare the the globe. But yeah, here's a list of the other predictions uh, in her book of prophecy. Now, stop me if you hear if you, uh, stop, yeah, stop if you recognize Forgot any it. of these. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, the common cold will be over with by about 2009 or 2010.
1: Nope, she was, she was close. Nope, I, 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 I've, maybe she she was mistaken.
5: Uh, just a little bit maybe it's
1: allergies
5: by around 2010 law enforcement's use of physics will come out of the closet and be commonplace widely accepted collaboration all this enforcement's use of physics, whatever. Um, in about 2011, home security systems start becoming common. The windows are unbreakable glass able to be opened only by the homeowner doors and windows will no longer have visible traditional locks. We still have all the same stuff that we've known for all of our lives. There won't be a successful manned exploration of Mars until about 2012. It's, yeah, it's kind of down there. We've had Range Rovers and all that. So, building codes for every home, store, and other public building by 2013 will include a mandate for silent, powerful, well concealed air purifiers. If that were true, COVID probably wouldn't be as bad as it is. Cause you know, having filtration or air filtration, like through and through by around 2014 pills, capsules, and even most liquid medicine will be replaced by readily accessible vaporized heat and oxygen chambers that can infuse every pore of the body in recommended medication. Do you still have to take a heart pill? Uh You don't take a vapor treatment just to get rid of any sort of heart condition? Telemarkers will have long since vanished by 2015. How often do you guys get called?
1: Uh, by bullshit let me count the number today
5: <laughs> to give law enforcement one more added edge Oops. by 2015 their custom designed high speed vehicles will be automatically powered and capable of becoming airborne do we have flying cars yet?
1: Depends on how hard you try.
5: By 2017, the stigma of mental health illness will be gone. We still have a stigma of mental health.
1: Fuck
3: you!
5: The search for extraterrestrials. By 2020, we're going to see an end of institution of marriage as we know it. People are still getting married all the time and it's being popularized on social media. By about, let's see. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want you to hear me deny this. But there's something people have been saying since 1991. And excuse me.
1: Don't take the brown acid.
5: Singing the 2012 inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Guns N' Roses sung this warning since 1991.
2: You better back off, back off, bitch. Face of an angel with the love of a witch. Back off, back off, bitch. It's such a pity that you're such a bitch. Back off, back off, bitch. It's time to burn, burn the witch.
5: And she ended up dying the next year. So, yeah. She has a record of fraud and grand theft, Married four times. Uh, There was a quote that John Oliver said. I guess he was kind of criticized for the media for predicting. He said, when psychic abilities are present as authentic, it emboldens a vast underworld of unscrupulous vultures, more than happy to make money by offering an open line to the afterlife, as well as many other bullshit services. Like, these are pretty much all hucksters, and we've kind of discussed a little bit about that. But if you can do it, get it, kind of how I was saying. But, eh, people need to kind of understand that they're getting scammed. And then Guns N' Roses predicted this very moment right now. And it goes like, Where do we go now? Where do we go? Oh,
2: ay, ay, where do we go? Where do we go? Ay,
1: ay, ay, ay. A lot of each topic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
5: I hope I, I filled you guys' brains and noodles with a lot of information you did. Sylvia
1: Brown. She is now on my hate people list.
5: Yeah, there's a quite a bit of people that I, I want to eventually talk about when it comes to like these scammers. Like I seen certain people. Like Sylvia Brown I'll just name off a few of them. Like Peter Popoff, I'm like dude, people who have been exposed. <laughs>
1: Sounds like the name of someone who gets angry a
5: lot. Here comes Peter Popoff. Yeah, no, people who have been exposed publicly, but then like they just reinvent themselves and come back and still take people's money. I'm like, dudes, you know he's a he's a he's a scammer.
1: So the Catholic Church, bow, oh, boo, uh, he went there. <laughs> yeah. Steal your butthole virginity and your. You
2: go to hell and you die.
6: Yeah, that sounds like
5: your Axl Rose impression. <laughs> All right, I I, I think I, I will I, I will close I, it there because I uh, so many people are fumed right now trying to figure out like Sylvia Brown, that sweet lady who was on Montel. <laughs> Why you gotta <laughs> have an accent soul. like that?
1: <laughs> that sweet, that sweet, sweet lady.
5: I used to watch her. I used to sit
1: down with a half a shepherd's pie every time and watch that sweet, sweet lady. All she wanted to do was help people.
5: Make sure you sit my on My
1: God. Floor. My God. Why are you so hating on Stevie Brown?
5: Use a coaster. All right. Uh, Sir Lonnie, my, my throat hurts. So Lonnie, you're going to have to take over. That was riveting. You probably didn't know all that stuff about Guns N' Roses, did you? I did not. They were on to her since pretty much day one. Well, I mean, she started her mm-hmm. shit back in like the 60s or so. But when they hit, you know, in 85.
1: Ooh young Axel Rose knew about her the year I was born
5: the year I was born I
1: traced it from there did you? are you a psychic? some might say some might say? some might say that I hate you as well oh so that was one page of notes ladies and gentlemen Mm. I have five pages of notes I promised to only keep it to about an eighth that long is it all in crayon? (laughs) yeah left handed as well I just went ahead this week and uh, I didn't feel like making a topic. I I really didn't. I wanted to be as lazy as possible. So I just went ahead and found a bunch of news articles that amused the fuck out of me. I generally don't read the news. I don't like the news. So, But I went out and I found five that were mildly entertaining news articles. I thought I'd read them and then we can discuss them. Sound good to you boys?
5: Did Jeremy already hint on one of them? I don't think so man um, What's hmm. the uh, what's her name, Petito, Petito, who the fucks Petito? Are, are you serious
1: right now? Yeah,
5: you don't yeah. know who that YouTube girl that got
6: murdered by her boyfriend apparently? Anyway.
1: Oh, like I've heard her name so many times, I have no fucking idea who she is.
6: And do you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter is looking for him now. what, really? what yeah.
1: a disgrace! This is what our country's came to. He's gonna find it before the law enforcement can. So, got a couple things. I'll kind of start mellow, get heavy, get mellow, whatever it takes. So, this first one, home that inspired The Conjuring movie is on the market to sell for $1.2 million. I did see that. The property... In Rhode Island, Farmhouse, that's been spooking, inspired the 2013 Conjuring movie, hit the market on Thursday for $1.2 million. Realtors Mott Chase, Stones buys International Realty listed the 14-room, 3,100 square foot home, and it has eight and a half acres. And if you really don't know how big of an acre is, that's a shitload of space. So 14 bedrooms, 3,100 square foot, which is a ton of room. On eight and a half acres for $1.2 million. So it's for people that like to fuck because- yes. well, Yeah, you gotta go from room to room to room. Sex um,
5: dungeon.
6: I was talking for all their kids, but okay. Oh yeah, that too. Jeez.
1: It's still known as one of the most haunted houses in the United States. Legend has it, this home is haunted by Bathsheba Sherman, who lived in the house in the 1800s. The agency said to this day, countless happenings have been reported. The movie was filmed there.
5: Is that the one with the plants kill people?
1: No. The happening? The play? No, the movie was filmed there about the Pearson family that happened in the seventies, where Ed Lorraine Warren came. It was their first attempt to make a good movie, and it didn't. It sucked. But originally, property was bought in two thousand nineteen for four hundred thirty nine thousand dollars. So they're making out pretty good if they're able to sell this property. What do you think about that? Houses that had some significance to them. That were either haunted or movie houses selling for ridiculous prices. (laughs) Now, the Nightmare on Elm Street house sold for $2.3 million. I did actually look into that because I'm a massive Nightmare on Elm Street fan. There's zero way I could have got $2.3 million. But if I could have, I would have. And I would have bought that property in a heartbeat.
6: I always said it would be fun to own a house that was in a movie. I don't know that I'd want to own one that was inspired by a movie that (laughs) is known for having... Ghost and paranormal, yeah, paranormal activity there. I mean, I've experienced a lot of paranormal activities in my own homes and stuff like that. But my house, uh, one that's as popular as that,
1: I don't know. But Probably yeah, get lots of tourist attractions.
6: Yeah. But I, w- I, would, if I had the money, like how you said, for the Nightmare on Elm Street house. You know, if I had the money to buy a house that was in a movie of something that I really loved, I'd do it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but like this or the fucking Amityville house like those are actually houses those are haunted houses but yeah the nightmare house was just a house Laurie Stroud's house was just a house that they shot in right Justin any input on this one you're just gonna sit there and let your voice recover
5: sorry I'm eating some veggie straws <sighs> um is that
1: what's attracting all the gnats uh no it was the
5: bananas motherfucker left a banana in the studio and I there's... left a peel I ate the banana it's not like I left a banana They they attracted to the peels
6: I also didn't realize I was going to be gone for 2 weeks oh. because I was sick and busy this working. Guy, so. this
5: guy, this guy, it's mold on the w- Never Apparently nobody else was here because they didn't take the trash out. So, I don't touch it. I usually just sleep in my corner. Okay. Anyways, okay. um I unlike Jeremy, I don't I don't really look at like these haunted attractions or something like that. Like, yeah, I would definitely want to put my money into something like that. What the fuck did I say anything about a haunted attraction? Same thing. I just said a, a It's a house a, a movie or house. a movie Yeah, a movie house. I didn't say it was a horror movie. Uh, Who? Why do you do this? He talked about the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Yeah, he did. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, no. I, I. When it comes to purchasing something like that, like a house, or just because it was in a movie, unless it suits my needs, right? Unless Bruce Lee stepped foot in
1: that yeah. house,
5: yeah, with the mirrors.
1: This and is stuff. my closet. Yeah.
6: yeah. All no. Right. Uh, it, it might be annoying if you got there too. If you bought that house because all the people that know the house know the right. location showing up taking pictures all probably that. ringing your doorbell getting pizza thrown it's on their trying panel. to break riff. into your house kind of and... like that in chicago uh oh the yeah, house. We, yeah, yeah there's actually quite a few because john hughes loved chicago everybody yeah, yeah there's the home alone house the Dennis the menace from the 90s that neighborhood of houses the uncle buck house we went and saw all of them but the people that have the home alone house they put a fence up around the outside of it now from what people have said that they're dicks if they see you out there in the driveway taking it's pictures, on site. they come out and yell at you it's like you bought the house knowing that right a movie a famous movie like home alone was filmed there all right
1: if you didn't know that then you shouldn't be buying the house right or you you have a shitty realtor. Right. Just like the Ocean Avenue house. Like, it's an iconic-looking house. You're not going to get away with it. Like, if they've only seen Amity Horror 3 through whatever, they're not going to be as excited. But if it's right. true fans who've read the book or seen the original Amity Horror, they're going to see that house. And it's, it's a thing. But to everybody else, it's just a shitty B-movie. All right, number two. This from the Daily Star. Priest claims evil demons have figured out how to send threatening text messages. Damn it. Yeah, I know. We're, we're all fucked. Steven Rossett says demons have now worked out how to taunt their victims. I just
2: got a text. sounded
1: message. like corn for the... Says demons have now worked out how to taunt their victims, families, and any priests trying to carry out exorcisms to save them through text messages. Priest claims demons have figured out how to send threatening text messages. A licensed psychotherapist slash counselor said they do it to taunt their victims, their families. This is all super repetitive. Clergymen's have three cases in which demons have texted the team and or their families of the possessed persons. Two of the three cases were most difficult cases we've had so far. And the third involves a pious family with priestly and religious vocations among the children. So it just sounds
5: like an excuse that like Mormons want to give when they get caught drunk, get rid of their texting or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's like I I wasn't drinking,
5: it's a freaking demon, right? I believe it. The otherwise, you can get like demon anti wear. (laughs) <laughs> put on your phone that's probably what's coming next yeah hmm.
1: well I, and the way I feel it it's it's a way of showing technology as being evil so the church saying well technology is evil you don't need it you shouldn't be texting like don't that sounds that. like bullshit devil because devil can connect with you supposedly
5: even with or without it they'll say the same stuff you can be possessed nice. but can I yes you can
1: you I, thank you. I
6: bet
5: you you could. sounded like you were
1: before
2: thank you yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the mark of the devil. So this story is back a little bit. Happened in August of 2019. Gary Samuel Lebray broke into a commercial property in Toronto and went on havoc. But he wasn't exactly discreet. Midway through the the B&E, the 54-year-old man decided to take a break, have himself a bite of food he found in there, but left scraps of the food everywhere. So he'd just eat it and throw it away, eat some more, throw it away. But that's not what got him caught. While he was in there having such a good time, he decided to take a photocopy of the side of his face. He'd seen it on TV, thought it looked cool, slapped his face on the photocopy or hit print and forgot about it. Went back to his breaking and entering and went on with his day. That sounds stupid. Why would you do that? When, when employees- like You just his,
5: put your face down and you're not going to look at the picture?
1: <laughs> when employees came in the next day, found out their building was destroyed, looked on the printer and seen half of his face there. So it made the manhunt much easier. It's like, that's some man's cheek. At least it was the top part. Well, and it said- uh, Did he have ass cheek? Did
5: he have ass cheeks on there too? He did not.
1: Oh. Uh, he left an even bigger clue, handed over to the office on the printer. He made a photocopy of his face and half of his white fedora. And I'm thinking only a 54-year-old motherfucker with a fedora would be this blatant. And they caught him, you said? Yeah, they caught him on another charge, but they had this picture and they're like, wait, this is you.
5: In and he's in,
1: suit. And he's in Canada, so I'm sure he was... Oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, that's me. Yeah, I did that. What's this about? Oh, God, you caught me. Dern. Oh, dern. You caught me.
2: <laughs> you caught me.
1: All right. I got two more. Not quite as lighthearted, but still <clears throat> stories. Four teens in Pennsylvania charged with plotting a Columbine redo Gee. for the 25th anniversary. It's happening on the 24th. Uh, This was 2024. Was it? This is
5: September. I Uh, remember seeing like the the stuff that. Or was it before school started? I thought.
1: So a 15 year old girl and a 15 year old boy were charged as adults, and two other juveniles are facing juvenile charges. They had plans. They had over 30 to 40 Molotov cocktails made. They had a bunch of like route plans. What they were doing with the kids. They had a bunch of group texts.
5: So kind of like the Caliban. Yeah. They their plan A's, plan B's.
1: Yeah. The two teens were charged with the adults were taken to uh, Northampton County Juvenile Justice Center following their September 16th arraignment on weapons of mass destruction, terroristic threats, aggravated assault charges, criminal conspiracy, and possession of explosive material charges. The other two, they haven't released their their charges yet because they are minors. But uh, the 15-year-old girl, 15-year-old boy were charged as adults. The two other teenagers, juvenile charges. Investigators said that the girl's mother told police that her daughter was obsessed with Columbine. The Times Tribute reported Friday, while the investigation is ongoing, I want to assure the parents that students and staff at Dunmore High School that we do not believe there is any active threat, please, she says. We are relieved that this plot was uncovered before anyone was seriously hurt. Now, Dylan Claybold and the other one, um, who wasn't as pretty.
5: You pronounced that one, but not the other one. Dylan Ke- What?
1: <laughs> why are they still so... Why is that lost soul who takes revenge on the establishment still such a desired character? Still such a revered character. Well, right now you get rewarded for putting it
5: to the man. Well, I guess you kind of always had like the little reward, but right now it's like you're cool and you get more of a following and why? 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one reason, but like, what is their, what is their motivation to do so? Like, are they really that <laughs> oppressed? You know, like these little kids. Right. The, they look
6: up to them as heroes because they feel they're the same way. And <clears throat> that's the problem, I think, is when tragedies like that happen, like Columbine, the media portrays it and gives too much information on the bad people, which I think they should never even say their name. Although people say they have to say their names at least one time in the media because for legal reasons or whatever, it has to... I don't know I, I remember reading something about that but i think that the media should name the, should make the killers nameless and they shouldn't tell shit about what they do i mean and grand like so i like to sometimes know about them but i'm not looking at it as like oh, i want to know about them because i'm going to go out and do this i do it because it's like it's kind of interesting to see how they were what was going through their mind and right. when they were wanting to do it but yeah i i think the media needs to not do it because then you have these young kids that Or like well i get picked on and i dress like that and so these guys i feel for these guys they were doing it because that's how what was going on with them they were getting picked on because they dressed funny and they liked certain bands and stuff i don't know i i just think that um i think we brought this up before but i i always said like you know with all these tragedies that happen everybody knows the face and the name of the killer but they don't know the face or any of the names of the victims. Right, exactly. They don't the do nearly is.
1: enough press.
5: Oh. I think on a psychological scale, I mean, it helps us to analyze and review the patterns. But I think, well, as people, we're pattern-seeking creatures. So depending on what motivations you have you're going to be seeking whatever patterns that you can find. So if you want that clout or that fame, you're going to try to replicate what they are doing. If you're trying to find ways of uh, fixing this or solving it or or providing some sort of care, you're going to analyze the patterns that brought them to this. But it's all relatively... People are stupid. (laughs) Yeah. True. There's a, a post that I posted a while back that just came back over my Facebook feed. I reposted. It's like most people fail to understand that most people fail to understand. Yeah. Very poetic. Thank you.
1: Are you sure that, I'll take a bow. that Guns N' Roses didn't write that? I'm pretty sure. Did you hear it in Guns N' Roses' voice? I guess I didn't. That should have <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> been a dead I'm still giveaway.
5: recovering. How does he do this, like, night after
1: night? Because like... that's his normal voice.
6: Because he always quits his concert. Have oh. you seen, like, all the clips on YouTube of, like, Take that
1: camera out. away. Take I have Hey,
6: you put that camera at me. If you don't put that away, we're going to leave. And they put it away. And he's like, okay, we're leaving. It's like, get over yourself.
1: Now I'm just mad.
5: <gasps> All right. He's got a half full beer in the back. Like <laughs> My beer's getting
1: warm. You can take it on stage. Everybody else does. Anyways, All right. Next last, story. Fifth and last story. I left the most controversial for last. You know, the National Funeral Convention is coming up next month. Wait, in what? A- Amsterdam, the the national funeral convention. It's where coffin makers and headstone the new headstones come out and like new embalming fluids and new processing stuff. It's like their their big show. Is it like a festival. It's not a festival. It's more of like a new product show.
5: Oh, okay. So it's not like a celebration. No, it's okay. Not that's not kind a of cel- what I was. Not I'm a like,
1: celebration what? of death, but it's like the new catalog came out for. The Although year. I mean, like you should. Some cultures celebrate death and it's pretty it's beautiful. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's what well, that's what we'll go with. You see
6: the new embalming table? It's got a slice. It's, it's got a it's yeah. slot
1: for your cell phone that charges while you're embalming. Yeah, it's got 3 USB ports. <laughs> no, this is this is basically like the Travel Show where you go to from all over the world. It's in Amsterdam this year. And this year, Dr. Death himself, Dr. Philip Nitsiku, has something to give. To the Amsterdam Funeral Fair.
5: For those who don't know Dr. Death, as in, like, the person who, like... How, I mean, assist suicides. Yeah, okay. There is a doctor, or a few Dr. Deaths who assist suicides. That's not so...
1: Before it, was, before it was more acceptable, or less acceptable. Yeah, I mean, there like, there's now. people who are terminal like who, who do that. And,
5: but then there's other people who, like, if you listen to, like, the Dr. Death podcast, it's people who are being put on medication that they don't need who eventually end up dying. Right. What's the word? There's not so much more consenting. Yeah. But this guy, yeah, continue.
1: Yeah, this guy helps with terminal people and stuff like that. But so this year, Dr. Death is introducing what he refers to as suicide machine, which is a fully 3D printable machine that will help you reach a euphoric state as you choose to terminate your life,
5: like that nine-inch Nels movie or movie music video.
1: Well, so basically, it is—it's a capsule you go into. That, that video fucked me up. Slowly reduces your air to a point where you comfortably pass away. Can you come I, if you want to? Okay, cool. I wouldn't recommend coming in a small space, but and if going, that's your it's
5: going to clean itself up, though, right? <laughs> Somebody else. Is Somebody gonna will. Clean it up. Some, oh, you're nah. just it just spreads it up and yeah. wipe it down.
1: But for this event. Guck. But for this event, they're going to have a VR version of the suicide machine, which you're able to take a VR euthanization scenario where you can get into the the suicide machine. It walks you through the process of setting it up and going through all the steps. And then it will slightly reduce the air to make you feel like you're going through the suicide process so you can see how the Hmm. machine works. Otherwise, you can just put a belt over your closet. And <laughs> hang there and yeah, same situation. It's free,
5: you don't got to pay, you don't got to wait. Auto your yeah,
1: And the it's completely free to download. They call it the Sarco. Does it choke you too? Nope, no, it just slowly re- chooses to cycle and reduce out the air. But
5: it's you, VR, like it's only enhancing your audio and visuals, isn't it? Well,
1: it, it slowly takes the <coughs> light away and
5: oh, so just. It's, it's not as illusion. Sensory deprivated. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. they're not
1: actually killing you. Okay, but what if you, that you know of certain. Yeah, you apps, could.
5: Certain apps might kill you, especially if you don't have that demonware.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
5: the, that was the fakest laugh,
1: Lonnie.
3: I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like that. Try to fake laugh for thirty seconds. See if you can get through it without really laughing. I'm the fucking man at that game. Just a ha 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 So stupid uh, stuff. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, <inaudible> next. I'm gonna throw something at you.
1: You're gonna throw shit at me after we head oh, through. Gonna, and then like it's gonna ricochet off you, wow. you and hit him. <laughs> I've seen you try oh, to throw something before. We're both safe. Mr. I hate baseball. Anyway,
6: um, hey, I was a pitcher and I was good. Oh, thank you. Good. You weren't a catcher. That's what I, I wouldn't t- have played anything
1: else because I wouldn't
6: have been able to play.
1: <laughs> That's why I tried to tell Tracy with um, I'm good at sex, and she goes, "Yeah, sure." Um, anyway, so yeah, and after it's released at the fair, there's going to be a free 3D printable capsule you're able to make. So. Hmm. Since since we're just getting out of Suicide Prevention Month, I thought we'd lead in yeah, October. Thanks. thanks. Right here's a link, The link in descri- <laughs> the description. Oh. So those are some fun ones I saw. All what was of, that? over the last couple weeks? Uh, that nine inch nails
5: music video. You remember that one? It was like a black and white. The dude comes into like this room, sits in a chair, and it starts strapping him down. And like it, there's kind of a a meat grinder that's kind of built into the chair, like. It, it fucked me up. Like, I remember seeing I that when I was, like, 10 years old or so. I'm like, holy shit. What did I, don't I just watch? that at all. Oh, I have to send you the video. Are you ready for the cook? Yeah. Is it that's kind of what that reminds it, me of. But.
1: Is it fuck you like an animal? or It is an not. Is it's called. not a... Well, fellas, that's all my links I had up. Oh. All right. Well, are we ready for the main topic? I didn't get to say this in the beginning because you guys absolutely fucking jumped me. Uh, by the time this comes out, I will be the U.S amateur fisherman of the world or not of the world but of the US
6: congrats thank
1: you thank you and I don't
6: say you guys he is the one steering this boat I won a I won $100,000 so you won how much
1: 100000 you won $100,000 yeah oh well $101,500 bullshit that's yeah. not supposed to keep going yeah so, so as of when this podcast comes out I'll have won I'll have won that tournament an all reality as when we're recording this i leave friday for the tournament <laughs> oh okay
6: nice i was going to say it looks like you're funding uh, the next movie <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. as of right now i'm just sitting here with dirty wrapped feet cuz i ran out of te- i ran out of tape
5: Do, so. have you thought about using any excess skin as bait
1: <laughs> i don't have really enough left
5: you can take it from all like the, either your ass the, or your feet the
1: only <laughs> the only leftover excess Eat my ass skin I have is my foreskin and I, I keep that very close to my heart oh. <laughs> ew
6: <laughs> alright so we are gonna get on to our main topic now.
1: hell yeah
6: so I don't know new listeners or if our, our old listeners especially. Still listen. If, if they remember a little over a year ago, we did a uh, 64. Actually, it was a little more than 64, I thought. It was a fuck ton. It was uh, horror movie characters. And we did a bracket where we did a randomizer to pit them against one another. And we went through and picked out who we thought would win. And out of all that. Art the clown from the Terrifier movie, played by movies David Howard Thornton. David Howard one, Thornton. it was down to him and Freddie, wasn't it? It was yep. down to
1: him, yeah, him and
6: and, and that was kind of a dream scenario there. But and then we had David Howard Thornton. The next episode or two episodes later was on, and yeah. great guest, can't guarantee to to. that will happen this year. Yeah, uh, it's a possibility. So what we're doing is we're doing that again this year. This one's put on by me, but since this is the second one. We're going to make this tag team style.
1: Oh. So, we're going to fucking Eiffel Tower
6: this. What one. we did, what I should say what I did in preparation for this is I picked 32 iconic characters. Tried to pick ones that I figured we knew everybody knows. Then I put them in a random generator and it paired them up and I have the bracket. It's going to be a 16 team thing here. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to go one by one with this. We're going to discuss, we're going to, first of all, come up with maybe a name for the team. Right. And then we are going to, <coughs> I thought that was a sound effect. I was like, that's a weird one. <laughs> are you sick?
1: I'm always sick.
6: Damn it. I cannot afford to be sick again. it's I not mean, covid
1: still... stop freaking out. I have but, allergies okay you say that everybody says
6: that they're like, oh, I have a I was told before I got sick from somebody <gasps> that they they it was just allergies and then it turned out it was fucking bronchitis, and that's pretty much what I think I had, and I still have I can still I'm not fully like back
1: to hundred percent, but always damn. worrying about you i you didn't I'm... once ask me how I was. I did too. No, you didn't. You, you just you we, we did. We just you, moved on. You just infinitely went to criticizing. Are you sick again? That's not a good way of asking <laughs> oh, how no. I'm feeling. Oh, no. What happened?
6: Anyway, okay? so. If- what what we're gonna do is pick the names then we're gonna go through and we're gonna I mean this could be interesting as to the different yeah. ways that these guys kill their weapons whatever guys and gals
1: me and Justin have no idea who the teams are either
6: you don't I know what the teams are I know the brackets and like I said this is all was randomized and there's gonna be a. I told Justin and Lonnie there's a few teams on here where I was just like how no. the fuck did that happen and uh we will figure that out so let's get on with the first match in the first bracket do
1: we each get a name the team
6: we can we can come up like with if you have an idea we'll shout it out i don't want to spend too much time on the name of the team but uh we can come up with something like on the spot now the way we're going to do this too is we're going to just debate go back and figure out what say what we want to say and then at the end all three of us will pick who we think will win. Obviously, if a team has three, they win. But whoever has two out of three is going to be the winner, advancing on. Yeah, yeah. So here we go with (laughs) the first one. The first team is Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies and Michael Myers from the original 1978. Why is that? Why are you making the jerk off motion? That's
1: such a good team.
6: Oh, the the way you rolled your eyes was like "Mm." I was like, okay, who are they destroying? And they are going up against. Jason Voorhees from the original Friday the Thirteenth movies, not the 2019 remake, and Bub from Dawn of the Dead. So huh, we got wow. Pinhead and Michael Myers from 1978 versus Jason Voorhees we have and such Bub. Sights to show you. So what what would the what name do you think that Michael Myers and Pinhead would have? Pokey. <laughs> Pokey. Hello. I
1: want to poke all pokey all the time. Pokey all the time. I I don't know. Halloween. 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 That's a good one. Hello. Yeah, that was the name of an '80s hair band.
6: It was, and I have one of their songs called "Halloween." I think <laughs> from their self-titled. All right, what did we think Jason Voorhees and Bub would be called?
1: Slow but effective. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
6: Slow but effective. I like that name. Justin, did you have? I like
5: that name as well.
6: All right. Well, roll with it. So, all right, let's discuss here. How would, who's going to win this one? How are they going to do it? This is interesting.
1: So, I think Pinhead in this is absolutely useless. Because neither Jason or Bub, I think at this point, have souls. So, That's true. The fear of taking those away is dumb. I mean, he
5: can get them lost and make them stumble into bullshit with like chains and bodies and just make the environment. Bub's crappy. already Bub's already on a chain. Yeah. Well, there's other chains. <laughs> not, I didn't. He's gonna cross chains, but and then Michael Myers comes out and cuts him in a butt.
6: I, I just feel like Bub would try to get along with Jason, but Jason wouldn't have anything of it. I mean, and, yeah. And but I Bub's a quick learner. I mean, he knows yeah. how to shoot a gun.
1: Yeah. I think there'd be no way for Pinhead to get into this because no one would be able to, like, neither Bub nor Jason would be able to open the Lamont configuration. So Pinhead would just be a non-entity anyway.
5: With Michael Myers, you can shoot him as many times as you want and it's not going to...
1: Yeah, but yeah. no one's ever... I think they've only decapitated him once. Well, they didn't even decapitate only... him. That was some other dude. It was a cop in a yeah. mask. <laughs> so, I don't know... Michael Myers seems to, in a brute fight that's never really existed against Michael Myers, he's had so many body type changes. But for the most part, Michael Myers has never been bulky. Like we've had Kane Hodder, we've had some big Jasons. So I think in a hand to hand combat situation, I think Jason actually destroys Michael Myers pretty easily. I don't know about that let's say the other way i think smarter versus bulk in just a hand-to-hand situation how does he
6: know
5: that he's actually taken him on when he can i mean he is pure and complete evil
1: well you
6: guys are also leaving out bub is actually he's not no wink weak link either no he's he's a pretty uh tall powerful zombie right i think you have jason and bub together they're pretty right powerful team
1: yeah, and unfortunately, this is the situation with the other people involved, I think Pinhead's like I said, he's a non-entity at this point. Like he can maybe use chains and stuff to restrict, but yeah, when is restriction ever stopped, Jason? Before when he's in the water, <laughs> being pulled under with chains with a wrapped around
5: his feet,
6: <laughs> with a boulder. See, so the thing his, is, is around his neck
5: as much as pinhead likes to change the scenery and michael myers is really good at the design he likes to like put people on hooks and stuff and you know just like oh, that looks you know, he feng shui's the barn or the house or something like that i think they can they're a good team They make All right. All right. they they mesh well and jason and bub yeah i'd probably say they wouldn't i don't think jason would uh i think he might be too one-sided and not open for the tag all right, so let, let's go to the
6: voting now, Justin.
1: Who are you picking to win this? Halloween, Halloween. Okay, Bonnie. I'm going with slow and effective. I don't think two entities from hell who are come from different areas of hell could get along. All right, so I already get. I would say. Guy. I would say. Um, I mean, Pinhead has his. He has friends. He's from Leviathan, though. He's not really from hell. He's
5: got the Cenobites and.
6: <laughs> so it's Sounds it's so up good. to me on the first one to figure out tiebreaker. Who's gonna win here? I I have to go with size on this one. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, the team of Jason Voorhees and Bub. Slow but effective is going to advance on. (laughs) That's a funny name. Slow but effective. All right. So in the next round, again, random. And this first team I'm going to name off is one where I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) We've got last year's champion, Art the Clown. Yay. Teaming up with Tim Curry's Pennywise. Oh. I thought the name for this could be At. Instead of It, you got At. And I know his name is not It. It's Pennywise, but I thought At. But what 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 name? Well, they I'm, call him It. I'm, I'm good with that. At. At? Dustin, you look like your gears were, were churning there. Did you? smeared paint. Shmeared. Uh, Schmeared <laughs> paint. Schmear. Okay. So, Art the Clown and Tim Curry's Pennywise versus our first female, Baby Firefly. And Ghostface from Scream. Oh, that's a that's a no contest. Yeah.
1: Clowns take it. All right. Absolutely. We're Clowns not even going to waste our time. No. So, because so, they're two very manipulatable creatures. They can jump in and out
5: of themselves and still have fun. Well, I completely hate Ghost. I, I hate the Scream movies.
6: I, I'm sorry to those that like it, but I think they're stupid. And they're Wes Craven's worst. Uh, if you're
5: creation. going to single it down to ghost face like
1: which ghost face do you would have, choose with
5: the fucking ghost face that's hiding underneath the ring to swap out when the other one is you know and then the whole time it was the other guy well, well I was gonna say baby
6: firefly her whole thing is using her sex appeal which <laughs> isn't gonna work on art the clown absolutely not and I, I don't Pennywise think... prefers kids anyway exactly so uh Pennywise and art not the babies. clown move on team at is moving on at at so let's go on to the next one. We've got Chucky from Child's Play teaming up with Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. Okay. You've got the tallest guy and the smallest. Team guy. Little Big. <laughs> team Little Big. Yeah. I like that name. Justin, you like that name?
5: The Giants. But they're not. I know. Okay. That's why it's funny. Okay.
6: I like Little, <laughs> I like Little Big. So no. Chucky and Boris Karloff's Frankenstein versus This is a this next team is actually probably one of my favorite ones. It's two pretty tough renegade guys you've got Ash Williams from Evil, Evil Dead did. okay and Otis Driftwood hmm. from Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell House of a Thousand Corpses that's a pretty wild team what's a good name for them so it would be hard because Ash isn't technically a villain no but he's a fighter I mean it's well he's he, a good fighter and he's good it, at he's, everything he's, he he's, movies. The, he's the main character and kind of like the main, not villain, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you can have a good villain. Who's to say Jason's a bad guy? He drowned. He's coming after the people to number kill. Number of were people who he's murdered. He's misunderstood. He's, he's doing it because they ignored him. That's so he's
1: bratty. He's a good. He's a good guy.
6: What's your favorite Otis line? My favorite Otis line is probably. Um, he's all true, and you're about to meet him. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like his line in House of a Thousand Corpses. He's like, I bet you, I, I don't know exactly how he said it. He's like, I bet you'd stick your head in that fire if I told you you could see the, what you is it? See he? hell. See hell. He's just, mm. that's so sarcastic. Although I hated his look in House of a Thousand Corpses. Boom. Yeah, it's very team, different.
5: Team Boogeyman stick.
6: Team <laughs> Boogeyman stick? <Yeah. laughs> team Boogie stick. Team Boogie stick. All right, I like it. We'll go that. Yeah. All right, so let's discuss here. What's happening in this one? Again, Chucky and Frankenstein versus Ash and Otis Driftwood.
1: I think Chucky would be handled very quickly by Otis. I, think I feel like I think he's pretty useless. I feel like
5: Chucky would be one of those types of people who would try to um in a team match, he'd probably try to sacrifice his teammate and probably maybe even put his soul into the Frankenstein body to try to get power. I think Frankenstein could utilize Chucky
6: as like a lawn dart. Like a him up fastball special? Chucking the shit out of him at somebody.
1: Uh, Chuck and Chucky. Chuck and Chucky. See, I, there you go. Yeah. I think... Frankie, Chucky, Chucky. I think both Frankenstein and Chucky are really kind of Okay, hold on. Shitty monsters. What kind of if you think about it. What kinda of, is this a what kind of match is this? If it's a hardcore
5: match, we, all these are
6: hardcore. We kill no. You, no we rules. kill you,
1: you try to kill uh, us. Yeah.
5: It's
6: it's whoever the last I'm thinking of in ring type of okay. I mean if if it's down to like one on one, whatever the winning team is, their person gets reincarnated.
1: Well like if that. you think about it, Ash is kind of worthless too. <laughs> like so the only competent murderer slash killer in this is a human being. Yeah. So, how really reliable is a human being? Like, do we want to put that forward, knowing that he could easily die from a witch? Or I
5: feel like Ash
1: has. However, you
5: want to look at it, there's no wrong or right. Ash has the best luck. Well, the worst and best luck. I think he survived
1: the most unnecessary (laughs) man. It that? Chucky obviously regenerates the easiest. I gotta go Pro- providing like you don't.
5: I mean, if he can keep the contents secured, he can't really regenerate. I think much. Chucky could easily hide behind Frankenstein. Yeah.
1: I got to go with Little Big.
5: Yeah.
6: I got to go with Boogie Stick. God damn it, you guys are making me choose again. I mean, this is a tough one because I really like the team of Ash and Otis. But the thing yeah. is, is Frankenstein's a pretty, he's slow, But he's big. He's a hoss, for sure. If he gets a hold of you, he's not letting go of you. He doesn't do well with fire. And if Chucky's hiding behind him and he gets a hold of it, like in both Ash and Otis, their weapons of choice,
5: they have to get close in order to use them. Yeah,
6: like not always.
1: Chainsaw. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
5: I think if there's, depending on the environment, I mean, because Frankenstein isn't good with fire. And if they can blow something up, which I'm pretty sure they're both, (laughs) but have they? Uh, we can't go on assumptions gonna- like – because, I mean, if we go
6: that route, Frankenstein can make a bomb and blow him up too. But has he ever done it? No. I'm going off know. of what
1: what I know about them. and for those, Me too. For those people listening, we're talking about Frankenstein's monster, not Dr. Not the, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. The creature. I yeah. would
6: have to say that, realistically, Chucky would probably be hiding behind his big tag team partner – allowing ash and otis to get close and like once he gets a hold of frankenstein gets a hold of either of them chucky's gonna come in and do his damage and stuff i
1: i'm gonna go
6: with team little big i think uh they're gonna i feel like ash would expect
5: it
1: well you gotta think about it too, though charles lee ray smart enough to let frankenstein go out there and at least try to wear him down for a little bit before he makes any move Right, Like he's going to be developing plans A, B, and C before his partner even breaks a sweat.
6: Okay, let's move on to the fourth match, the last one in bracket one, and that is Hannibal Lecter and Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman. Okay. Teaming up. Um, Team Big Bites. (laughs) Okay, I like Big Bites. Snack Pack.
1: (laughs) I like Snack Pack. I do
6: too, (laughs) Snack Pack. And then they are going up against Candyman and Carrie White, the Sissy Spacek version. Okay. So Hannibal Lecter and Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman versus Candyman
1: and Sissy Spacek's Carrie. Team, they're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) (laughs) Because when they're covering him in the the honey, they're all laughing and calling him Candyman.
6: They're all going to laugh at you. Okay. All going to. All right. So let's start talking, discussing...
1: So two supernatural figures versus a cannibal and a dog. Mm-hmm. I
6: think Hannibal Lecter is automatically. I mean, he's he's always bound up in a straitjacket, so right. he's kind of like pinhead, useless. Wolfman is definitely. Um, he's quick,
5: um, agile. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. I mean, when he's released, you talking about after capture? Yeah. So he has to only be restrained the entire time. Well, the thing is, his partner
6: could untie him.
0: Yeah.
6: I guess. So he could be untied, but even after that, what's his game?
5: What's he going to do? He's got brains. He's got the smarts. But I think he usually targets more people that he can get an advantage on. I think he's going to target Candyman
6: because his name's Candy, and Candy's good. <laughs> it's not really. It's
5: calories. Uh, Thank you. Next up at the Giggle Pit. <laughs> I think their ferocity of Wolfman is this at night. Sure. Okay. Let's. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, It'd have to be with a yeah. full moon.
1: It's yeah. just like the guy who plays Wolfman <laughs> yeah. right around. I'm fucked. I'm <laughs>
3: fucked.
5: Uh,
1: it could have been so much cooler.
5: As long as there's no silver around to be floating around you know, from from Carrie, uh, I think the Wolfman can be have a, a big advantage.
1: Well, how do we know what material Candyman's hooks made of? It's
5: not silver. It's alloy. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's alloy. a metal.
1: Because they had alloy back yeah. in the 1800s.
5: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, Carrie, she's. If she's on her instinct, if she's on her period, I'm pretty sure she. I mean, it'll cause a lot more. From, from
6: Candyman uh, or <laughs> her partner? Or and. <laughs> mm, so you think it's going to. It's just
5: got weird. <laughs> out of the beans but it's a good point. And a nice shanty. Chianti. Chianti. Same thing. <laughs> I pronounce it shanty. <laughs>
1: I mean... Well, you can, but it's wrong.
6: I'm going to start out first with this one just because I don't want to be the one that has to determine. But I think I'm going to go with Team Snack Pack on this one.
3: All right.
5: I-, I originally wanted to say Team Snack Pack, but with the trigger happy... I don't know if you want to say happy. The trigger mad that carry alone. I mean, hmm. I guess Candyman, would he... Uh, would he fight them if they don't call him out? Oh, he's called out. Okay. That's how the match starts. Bruce Buffer... Like, candy man, candy
6: man. It's
5: like Candyman It's time candy So man. is <laughs> Bruce Buffer No longer alive then <laughs> He's dead <laughs> And then Candyman oh, Is like Bruce. Since some am here
1: <laughs>
5: Fuck man Alani do you have
6: Like Yeah th-
1: I'm team I'm Carrie And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, So I'm they're team. all
6: Gonna laugh at you yeah, I'm team They're team gonna laugh at, at you.
1: you Yeah Carrie White's just just you know, The biggest problem With Carrie White Though is She I'm she. am gonna laugh at you <laughs> <Nuh-uh>. <laughs> How was yeah. that queued up?
5: It's it's on my it's on my on my on tasker.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, Carrie White's phenomenal, but she's also doesn't have total grasp of her power, and if she overloads, she dies. Like that's Carrie's problem.
6: Okay. All right, so we're moving on to the next one. We've got the team of the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers.
1: Jeepers and Creepers. Victor Crowley
6: from oh. the Hatchet movies. <laughs> team handsome. Handsome.
1: handsome. Oh, I
6: can go with that. Justin. I, I got nothing. Yep. All right, team Handsome. Team Handsome. And then they are going up against the team of Pazuzu from The Exorcist and Jigsaw. John. Oh, the crazy few. The crazy two? A uh, few, but two, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I was like, thinking of like Pazuzu, Jigsaw, Pigsaw. Pigsaw?
5: <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you, You're
2: looking for a smack in
5: the
6: fucking mouth? jig. <laughs> All right, so what did they? What did you say?
5: I just said the crazy few, crazy two, whatever. Just, just throw something down.
6: We're gonna call him crazy two. <laughs> I want to get out of here. <laughs> All right, so let's discuss here. I swear to God, mm.
1: you're it's, not gonna get sick.
5: I
6: probably will because I get sick from everybody, everything.
5: All right, so if Jigsaw is involved, he already knows who he's up against. He does. If Pazuzu, you're just
1: wasting your time. It's fucking Victor Crowley and. Like creeper, yeah, you think so? Team, team, we need a nap, but they could, Pazuzu could possess one of them. No, he can't, and then they're they're two soulless entities, they're just empty shells. They're Victor Crowley's not, he's He's dead, he's a human. Oh, Oh, he's he's still got a soul. No, he doesn't. They're
5: uh, team crazy. They have the ability to, like, like their whole method is trapping, so you can trap them or trap their body from the inside or the outside,
1: but they always come back. Yes. Yeah.
5: So, so trapping if, them and killing them is
1: irrelevant because they're just. Oh, no, no. You strong. don't have to
5: kill them. You can just have to trap one, take over their body, use the body to kill the other one. So if, let's say, a creeper gets possessed, he has the ability of flight. He can just use the possessed body to bring up Otis, smash him down. Because what, what, he died with a, what, something. He got Otis. ran over. or yeah. Otis. Sorry, not Otis. Uh, uh, Fuck. Jigsaw. No. Victor. Victor. Crowley. Crowley. Sorry.
1: Didn't he die getting smashed or something? He got burned. Hit burned. in the face by an axe and then burned. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, so possess- a possess. He's not. A, he's a non-entity, ethereal creature that so comes r- back every ten years or so to murder. Yeah. Well, I mean, then Jigsaw can just
5: create an entrapment that triggers every ten years. <laughs>
6: I'm gonna play a game. All right. So it sounds like you're going with Pazuzu and Jigsaw. Yeah. And you're going with Victor Crowley and Creeper. Yeah. Fuck. I always gotta be a little Pick things here. I feel. I, I understand everything you said, Justin, but I feel like Victor Crowley especially got to go with size. He's, he's a fuck. Yeah, he's a big it's guy. It's size with everything. He could destroy any. <laughs> That's how it's been the whole time. Unless, unless Pazuzu possesses Victor Crowley and can take over his body, then I think he could do some damage to the creeper. Victor Crowley being possessed, but. And I that, think Victor that, Crowley could destroy any fucking trap that all right. Jigsaw puts together.
1: Well, and the thing is, Pazuzu wouldn't be able to take over Victor Crowley because, in essence, they're both demons. What
5: if a trap that is constantly like seeking to smash his head? Well,
6: I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with Team Handsome here—the Creeper and Victor Crowley. I think they're they're moving on.
1: We're not poo-pooing on your answers. They're no. just no, no,
5: no. I mean, it's size every time. Uh, that's how it's going to be right, Size matters That's why uh, I always lose <laughs> Anyways moving on to the next one
6: <laughs> Now for the five kids We've got the 2007 Rob Zombies Michael Myers Beefy Rob Teaming up with Bella Lugosi's Dracula
1: hmm. Sucky stabby
5: Sucky what? Sucky stabby Sucky stabby Okay I like that Or sucky pokey <laughs> I
6: like stabby It sounds sucky stabby Stabby, like, Suggy. lucky, and the so Michael Myers 2007 version and Bela Lugosi's Dracula taking on Samara Morgan from the Ring, Samara, I, sorry, yeah. and Damien Thorne from the Olympian. Oh, so you got monsters versus demons. That's could be the cool name, Demon Childs, <laughs> Chill Demons, the Chitlins. the what, the Chitlins. Chillins, okay. <laughs> Chillings. All right, so how is this happening here? Now, I will say, Justin, I'm sorry, but this Michael Myers is definitely a lot bigger and more powerful
5: he's than big, the 1978 he's, one. He's
1: a big beefy boy.
5: Yeah, I mean, well, when it comes to Mike Myers, <laughs> I usually favor. I'm I'm just trying to think of, like... You know Damien's not going to be
1: fighting by himself.
5: Not not so much. Absolutely. And then not. Samara can, I mean, turn your, freeze you cold. Face, turn your face all you weirdo looking. But I don't think that's really going to... I mean, we only know that that happens with humans. Does that happen with people who aren't subjected to that sort of to somebody who's completely evil? Who was the other one? Oh, Dracula? Yeah. I, Dracula and Mike Myers. Miguel. Well. Sucky Stabby. <laughs> it's gotta be Sucky Stabby. Sucky Stabby. You didn't say your answer yet, did no. you? Okay. I feel like You can go ahead and say yours. Dracula can easily run time. from Samara. I don't think Damien has a big yeah. foot.
6: this, I mean, I'm going to be going with Sucky Stabby, too, so we've got our our winner. Then we're good. Sucky Stabby defeats Chillins.
1: It's all for you, Damien.
6: All right, so this next one, we've got The Babadook and The Nun from The
1: Nun. An amazing movie teamed with a super shitty movie.
6: What's their name? Creep Factor. (laughs) Babadun. Creep Factor... Versus another team that I swear to God was random. I did not do this on purpose. But we've got Captain Spalding and the new Pennywise. Hmm. So all the clowns got teamed up together, which I think is fucking crazy. <laughs> so what, what's the name of this team? Captain Wise? Oh, it's
1: not
5: that one. <laughs>
6: it's not
1: that one. Freckles? <clears throat> team, team Freckles?
5: Yeah. I don't think they... Stand a chance Well they're gonna be called Captain
6: Wise Since nobody came up with it.
5: Yeah I think Pennywise Wise isn't gonna do so hot Since I don't think He's gonna be feared And then Captain Spaulding Captain Spaulding is man. Yeah So we're gonna go with Creep Factor Creep Factor yeah. Alright I mean it's just similar cause,
1: Just cause of the Babadook
5: Yeah It's similar like With the Babadook Like I mean well No Like he exists No matter if you fear him It's just He likes the fear I guess the crooked man Like With the crooked spine Hmm. Two completely different franchises It's, it's the same The no. Babadook is No The same no. no They use the same In the Babadook They use that song No I'm pretty sure No I uh, feel like I could prove you wrong
6: <laughs> We're going on to our Last first round match And we've got An, an intergender <laughs> oh, Tag team hot, match here Hot Our first team is Pamela Voorhees Yeah mama And Bonnie's favorite Freddy Krueger Team Mama Sweater. I was gonna say I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was gonna say Mama Dreams. Team Mama Sweaters, okay? And they are going up against the team of my favorite villain, Leatherface and Annabelle.
1: So Justin, it's up to you. The name? No. The, the, oh,
6: well, what's who the, wins? what's the name of Leatherface and Annabelle? Pretty Blade. Okay.
1: Pretty Pretty, pretty Blade? Pretty
6: Saul. Pretty Saul. Pretty saw. Okay, the blade is family. All right, so yeah, he's obviously got Pamela and Freddie, and I've got Leatherface and Annabelle. Man, so this is all on you to decide what yeah. is happening. Which
1: one of your friends do you want hurt in the first round? Huh. Huh. I feel like. Mm, Keep in mind, Annabelle isn't gonna do shit to Freddie. Yeah, I feel like
5: usually, yeah, when it comes to dreams, anything goes. But yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, I think I might have to go mama sweater.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Leatherface, when I saw that he was teamed up with Annabelle, I'm like, fuck.
5: I think she's going to hold him back. Although, she can just appear places and
1: don't fucking do that. All right. Oh, my God. You're so dirty. Go Take a shower.
3: So,
5: here we go.
6: We're going on to round two. And our first one is the team slow but effective, which is Jason Voorhees and Bub versus at which is art the clown and tim curry's pennywise i feel like having art the clown in this let's not go off of like he won last year he can't win this year don't be saying that like hmm. i think
1: he's too op though yeah like art was written by a, a guy who loves horror so like it's hard to find things that don't make him perfect all right are read R-J's, it off again
5: are jason Voorhees and bub art and pennywise art and pennywise tim curry Versus Jason Voorhees and Bub.
1: Let's look at this objectively. Pennywise is pretty useless against both of them. Uh So Pennywise is the non-element in this. Because he's not getting any fear out of those two.
5: He's a diversion. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like part of me wants to
1: say. It's got to be team slow and effective. I love the other team. I think it and Art are great. But I don't think Art's enough to take both of them down. On a one-on-one match I think Art takes both of them easily. But but on a two on a Penny, two on one. Like,
6: Pennywise could easily easily distract Bub with a balloon. You don't think that Bub's going to be like whoa and like really distracted <laughs> yeah. by it? So then you kind of even it up there the two non-effective ones perhaps. So it's kind of boils down to Jason Voorhees and Art the Clown. Yeah. And whoever and I, wins I, that you got strength and power over
1: psychoticness and who it basically comes down to who's got the better uh, recovery factor yeah and i think art does have the better recovery factor
5: yeah i'm more privy towards at with this one i say i mean like yeah pennywise is the best when it comes to diversion if he starts it out art is definitely faster than jason but i think even art can also be a good diversion to be in front, or I guess make Jason take out his partner accidentally, and then he can be staring at the lights. I think I think the chain the around Bub's
6: neck is not a good thing for him. I think that's a... Uh, Hindrance. Yeah, and I think that that can be utilized not only against him, but against his partner, Jason. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying I think Team Matt is winning this
5: one. <clears throat> Me too. All Pennywise has to do is become teenage kids and jason loses all
6: right or
1: becomes a bucket of water <laughs> see matt's
3: moving no. on oh my god water
6: <laughs> all right so next one is team a little big which is chucky and boris karloff's frankenstein versus team they're gonna laugh at you which is Candyman and carrie white played by sissy spacek Interesting one, hmm. I, I think. Th- I think I would put this in the corner of team, they're all going to laugh at you. I think that- I think so, too. Carrie could utilize her- What's that called? The call? distance, the telekinesis. Telepathetic has, Yeah, telekinesis on Chucky especially. Or psychokinesis. And she could probably even cause Chucky to harm his tall and dumb partner, Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. So we're
5: all team, they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. She can easily just dismantle- Frankenstein's creature
1: just undo all the stitches let him fall apart just remove his brain like save trouble and just remove the brain and go on from there she wouldn't be that clean this is interesting this
6: is very interesting here
5: all right. So Don't you stack those papers like you're <laughs> we've got this is very interesting. T-
6: team handsome <laughs> team handsome, which is the creeper and Victor Crowley. Hansen, did you say Hansen? Yes, Hansen. Ver- versus Sucky Stabby, <laughs> which is two thousand seven Michael Myers and Dracula played by Bella. <laughs> <Lico. Stabby. laughs> so Team Handsome and Sucky Stabby. <laughs> Who we got going <laughs> <Stabby>. here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why that light keeps turning on in the hallway. But it's noticing me, Notice me. So we've I... got quite. I mean, I think you've I got don't know why I just got that. Quite the powerhouse here, minus Dracula. But I think uh, a match. Shit. Fuck! Get your booger rag away from me. It's not a booger rag. But uh, I think Michael Myers and Victor Crowley would be one hell of a match to watch go against one another. Too big, old huh? And I don't know. I honestly, I I feel like Victor Crowley would have the upper hand in that one.
1: I think so as well. I think Crowley is, I think he's more ruthless than Uh, Michael uh Myers. I think Michael Myers is more calculating. But I think in a situation where all limbs are flying at you, I think calculation is out the door. Victor
5: Crowley is all a hands-on type of dude. Yeah. What if he takes off the mask and he's looking at himself? What if he kills himself? How would he look at himself? I don't know. Michael Myers seems to... Be able to get out of a jumpsuit really fast.
1: <laughs> so just be a naked dude standing <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah.
5: Huh. It's like where the fuck <laughs> like, is wow, that guy wow, was, That's, a, that's,
6: that's how it's happening. Like it four like, or five of the movies, you know. So the edge, in my
1: my opinion, is Team Handsome. Um The one thing we have to keep in mind about this, though, the the true winner in that battle is is Daniel Harris because she killed both of them.
5: That is true. So wait, wait, that hold on. True. Uh Fuck. Sit. What was it? All
6: right? Team Hansen. Handsome, handsome. The creeper and Victor Crowley versus yep. Michael Myers from 2007, Rob Zombies and Bella Lugosi's Dracula.
3: Hmm.
5: Well, the Bella thing
6: Lugosi's is, is Dracula. No matter. Okay, and and the creeper can both fly. E- yeah, exactly.
5: So yeah. you got a fight yes. in the
6: air and a fight down below.
5: Damn, that's but awesome. epic. I think well, endurance has to play an effect with this too. Michael Myers can go all night long. <laughs> can he though? Because Victor Crowley's corporeal, so. Yeah, but Bela Gosi cannot go all night long.
1: All night Wait, long. He's
5: once daylight-
1: He's well, done. same thing with but Victor he, Crowley. He, su- he can only he, go through night. the night. He likes
5: sucky. He's the
6: sucky and sucky
1: stabby. <laughs> um, <laughs> he gets all the, you, you do the stabby, if, I do the sucky.
6: If I'm going to be honest here, I think Team Handsome wins. I think so too, and uh, I don't uh, want to admit it.
1: It sucks because a lot of the teams, like they've got one so much of a powerhouse, and then they've got one liability.
6: I know. I kind of really wanted to put this together without randomizing it, but... It's a lot more fun. You can create then. your character sheets because, because then, we would, they can we be we would be equally balanced. It, it, would, it would just, you'd have that one team that were just like from the beginning, we're like,
5: that's going to be you the one. What you needed to do is like throw in like a, a special weapon or a uh, setting to make the oh, stakes if, go up.
6: If somebody's topic wasn't an hour and a half, I'm <laughs> kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. All right. So, Team Handsome, Victor Crowley, and the Creeper advance on. To the final four. All right, so our last second round match we have Creep Factor, which is the Babadook and the Nun, one. definitely not taking one. on Team Mama Sweaters, <laughs> uh, which is Pamela Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. I feel this is, this Pamela. Is Pamela. It's another um, intergender. Yeah, these ones. I feel like Pamela Voorhees is the weak link in this. This one. This is all going to rely on the shoulders of Freddie. Right now, him and Pamela have now had one fight together, so maybe there's more chemistry between them. Maybe he's taught Pamela like going steady. Two. Yeah, huh. but you know who's watching closely is Pamela's son. Him and Freddie have fought each other once before in a shitty movie. It's a great movie. It was a, it it was a, a good attempt, all right? It could have
1: been done. Young either. Lonnie One the f- it. Th-
6: if it would have been done in the 90s, I think it would have been way more better Absolutely. than what it was. But they ruined a lot of it, I think, with new age special effects and stuff. But anyways, let's go back to this fight. So Mama Sweaters versus
1: Creep Factor. Hmm. Creep Factor's hard because they're both ghosts slash demons. So I think Freddy would have a hard time with them just because they're both not real entities and that's kind of hard for him to kill. But do real entities- He could absorb them potentially, like he absorbs souls. That's an interesting fact. He Um, does that, then what happens? And
6: he takes on their attributes and their energies. Like chakra (laughs) aligning. Well, you do that and that basically means they've won. Team Mama Sweaters Mom, won. Yeah. In your eyes. Milf Burns.
5: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's stupid. Damn it.
1: Yeah. That's, that's oh, the only can... scenario in which mm. I think they come out on top.
5: All right. Wait. Wait. Who's with
1: Creeper?
6: Uh, that or was none. the last one. We're on the oh, bo- the, the, none the, the Babadook. Babadook. Oh, none
1: yeah. in the Babadook. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Now, we don't know much about the Babadook, to be honest, because we only got 30 senses of Babadook in the Babadook. There was a lot implied about him, but that was a movie where you had to use your own interpretation. That's what made the Duke movie so good. None was fucking garbage. Let's just go that far.
3: (laughs) Either
5: way, they both, ah, man, I would say Creep Factor. I mean, even in Dreams or so. They like to conceal themselves, like Babadook and, and yeah. the Nun. They can use
1: more shadow play. Well, the Nun itself, you have to keep in mind: the Nun was in fact a character of Valak. Right. Valak was the actual demon behind the Nun, so the Nun was just a character played by the demon Valak, because it was seen from the the monastery.
5: Right. So, and they can go even deeper into the possession.
1: So, I, she wasn't really a. She didn't possess anybody. She just took the form as a nun. I, I think she has the
6: skills. She can do it. New move. So it sounds <laughs> like we're we're all leaning towards creep factor here. I'm not. I, th- uh, I am.
3: But we can't. you the... two are, I, it doesn't I, matter. I think creep factor
6: is gonna probably win because I, I I just don't think Freddy's enough. Yeah. yeah I think he's he he can... one of them. The other one's gonna take advantage of that opportunity. All right. Are you
5: firm on creep factor? Yes. Okay. Primarily due to. Shadow play. It's harder to contain. It's harder to fight something that's not right. uh, Certain that's there. Freddie
1: just doesn't have a route to victory, and Pamela is just such a giant asset in that situation because she's already mentally scarred. And I think also with
5: Babadook and None, sleep won't be much of an issue on their own because they're both
1: not real.
6: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we've eliminated twelve teams. I had to do math there. I was thinking 32. So we eliminated 12 teams. We're down to four teams right now. So we are going on to the semifinals match. And our first one is... (laughs) At, which is Art the Clown and Tim Curry's Pennywise. Versus Team They're Gonna Laugh at You, which is Candyman and Carrie White. Sissy Spacek.
1: We've uh, got ourselves quite a a matchup here I don't think we do though I think team at just runs away with it I think they're just better versions of team they're gonna laugh at you cause I think Pennywise is just a better version of Carrie.
5: and I don't know
1: if if I agree
5: entirely just because of well I mean uh, he can make it seem like I don't think fear he doesn't go up against with with uh, fear she's already she's reached her prime she's standing her
1: ground now she hasn't reached her prime at all She's nowhere near... She's an infant when it comes to her psychic abilities. The only other psychic... Well, she's not scared, so she has a bit of control to go haywire. I feel her telekinesis, again, is
5: a big factor in this one. I feel like it does keep both clowns away, or at least keeps her away if she... Uh, But then again, it can also be to her
1: detriment, depending on the location. It can put herself in danger. I think someone who has been raised a certain way and who hasn't really got to experience life like Carrie, I think is very easily manipulated. And I think someone as intelligent as Pennywise, who has lived many lifetimes, could very easily find a way to manipulate Carrie White. Unless you put him in a certain location,
5: like-
2: Like the jungle, baby! (laughs) You're gonna die! Uh, All right,
6: I'm starting this one off. I'm going with Team At. I think they're they're gonna have too much of the upper hand
5: here. Yeah. 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 And I, I feel like the, it's hard to I want to fight or primarily using a lot of the telekinetic abilities, but I feel like it's not going to be their trickery. You can't you can't predict non predictable non predictability. Yeah. They
1: both have non predictable qualities. And if we're talking about Carrie White, Carrie White's only supposed to be fifteen. So that's still pretty young. That's She's put her in the losers club. <laughs> just about well, her and
6: Candyman gave it quite the effort. But they did. They
1: made it a hell of a long way. It's good for them. They did. He just all left
5: right. a bunch of rappers. <laughs>
6: <So>.
1: <laughs> Who left all these mentos rappers everywhere?
6: So now we're going to team handsome the Creeper and Victor Crowley versus Creep Factor, the Baba Duke and the Nun.
5: Fuck. That's like I feel like the Creeper. Has a lot going for him, but I feel like, how did they defeat the Baba Duke?
1: They really didn't. They just they became at peace with them. The Baba Dukes about like the seven stages of grief, hmm. so they just got to acceptance and accepted it. Well,
6: Victor Crowley and the Creeper are not going to accept anything.
5: Yeah, I I feel like the Baba Duke is he's got or she. I'm not judging. <laughs> you know, I feel like they got. Oh, it doesn't tell you much. Like, it's a haunting, in a sense. But, I mean, like, just the Babadook can become something huge, probably bigger than Victor. True. But it also depends
6: on how can Victor get his hands on him before? And then he
5: can just go bonks on his head, you know? Bonks. Bonks. Oh. Bonks.
1: Get bonks, what, get bonks where, 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 where are you man, at with this, this, this is hard because it's three entities that basically can regenerate at will. And then the Jeepers Creepers.
5: Yeah. Uh, Didn't the Jeepers Creepers kind of have a little bit more of a...
1: Had more mythos than all of Yeah.
5: Didn't he have a little bit more like a synopsis with a... Or synapse with like other avian creatures? Wasn't there like bats or something kind of flying with him? Did he have like control of certain animals? He had wings,
1: so...
6: I I mean, I, I watched the first one a lot. The second one
5: I've only seen once. I feel like when he arrived, there was, like, just bats or something kind of, like, with well, him. because he
1: lived underground. Yeah. He lived in a, like a... Like a Cave,
5: a, like... Yeah. Yeah. Under a culvert, yeah. All right, boys. Decision time.
6: Who's winning? Good question. I'm glad you asked Who's it. Who's going to the final
1: round? So, Creep Factor versus... Team uh, Handsome. Team Handsome. I gotta say Team Handsome. I can't get away from it that I think they're they're just too good of a team.
6: Lonnie says, "Team Handsome, Victor, and uh, the Creeper." I am gonna just make it interesting. Next, I don't know. Wait, so whoa, I put, should I put this all on him? Uh, fuck, man. Ugh. I mean, what you said earlier. I, I mean, I am looking at the size here, but I, I... just
1: settled. Really, it's like I am happy with either
6: all of right, them. All right, So this is what I am doing. I am gonna say Creep Factor. So it's in your court, Justin. You have to
1: decide who's winning this one. Neither of these two can beat Team Hat, so. That's the situation I'm at right Mm, now. I don't know.
5: I feel like if the Babadook advances, I think. Wait, the Babadook and the the nun. nun, The nun. I know you have to keep telling me every single time. I'm doing this for the viewers, listeners. Yeah. So they are like (laughs) they can't. They can't see you staring at. Luckily, he said something, so I'm I'm on board now. (laughs) Otherwise, they're like, why does that dude keep forgetting everything? Yeah, it's late. Um, Um, It is, and we uh, got another podcast to go. It's gonna be a quick one. (laughs) Let's see, man. I loved Jeepers Creepers growing up. I wasn't big on Victor Crowley, but man, I got. I think I have to go with the the Babadook and so the nun creep factor. creep factor. Creep
6: factor. All right, so
5: we have got our final matchup here, and I feel like Lonnie team. picked Team Hanson handsome because he wanted the Babadook to go through too. So he knew I was going to pick it. So.
6: Well, so here's what we have here for our final match. We've got Team At, which is Art the Clown, who was last year's winner and his tag team partner of Pennywise, the Tim Curry version, the only version that matters. And they are going up against Team Creep Factor, which is the Duke and the Nun. Gentlemen, who's taking this match and becoming the 2021 Horror Tournament champions? Are we gonna have a repeat champion, or are we gonna go on to the uh, uh, crown another couple champions? I mean, we, Lonnie's already made it sound like he's got. I Picked here, but let's let's look at this. Um, you know, who who? Mm-hmm. Let's start this way. Out of these two teams, who's the weak link? I think Valak is
5: the weak yeah. link. Yeah, miso miso. He's horny. So that gives
6: Art the clown and Pennywise. And I think Pennywise the upper would hand. also
5: be.
3: He's Huck who man. I was thinking of. As yeah, I think weak Pennywise weak. would be the. Weak he's
1: weak. the only one who would be smart enough to exile Valak. So, so you have to use the intelligence factor. Smart or able? Able, but he's also because I feel like both of them,
5: Art and Pennywise, are able to exile. Well, but I don't think Art has the ability
1: to speak.
5: Uh, oh, okay, yeah. He can make you speak by torturing. No, he won't. He'll have too fun and go all the way. He'll,
6: he'll wishbone you. So, we're, we're are we thinking that the most powerful
5: one out of both teams would be the Babadook? Or are I, we? I
1: I would, I would yeah, think so. See,
5: I do not know how Art would take out the Babadook. I, fuck! I think the Babadook wins it this year. Babadook and the Nun. I
1: was gonna say, I don't think you can take out the Babadook.
5: I mean, like if you ask nicely, dress up. Did we not have the 10? Babadook in? Last I don't year's think, we in I last. think
1: we did have
6: it. I think we did. Swear we I did. I think we did. I'm pretty did sure we did. It'd be interesting to listen to last year's and see.
5: I forgot
1: exactly how the
5: Duke got eliminated.
6: Probably got
1: beat by Art the Clown. Probably. <laughs>
5: probably. No, I think the Duke probably got beat by like one of the
6: zombies. Like
1: Jeremy's hard-ons, Rob Zombie so, and stuff.
6: So we're we're going. We we think we have new champions. Yeah, this year? that's how it
5: was because Jeremy didn't know much of the Babadook and. I think he, yeah, whatever. Anyways, I'm going to come back to this year now. Okay. Okay. Let's go around the horn here, boys.
6: Team Creep Factor. You want me to pick? Yeah. Okay, well, you make me have to like, to make it intriguing, you make it so I have to pick Team At. So it's one on one, so it comes down to you. I was going to pick Team At as well. Are you serious? Yeah. Now I kind of feel like I have to really think about it, though, because I was only doing that for.
1: Oh no, I was I one hundred percent okay. The so okay, the time
6: your your team at your creep factor. Let me. How do you? Let me really.
1: I had to discount my favorite horror icon of all time last year to choose the true winner. So I think someone else deserves to noodle it this year.
6: All right. I'll think about this one here.
1: Yeah. Um,
5: and HP Lovecraft deserved to go further too. So <laughs>
6: if, if I'm being completely honest with you, when I, when I was putting these teams together and I saw the Babadook and the nun, I was thinking, Hmm, I don't think that they're good. Cause the nun, I don't really care for the nun that much. Yeah. I still, I've seen the Babadook in the last year again, this and an I don't, amazing I, it amazing it movie. is. I, I still don't know much about that character. There's I think that's what much, also helps.
1: There's not much to know. That's I what know. makes it such a great character. Yeah.
6: But it's like that not knowing doesn't
1: mean that they're powerful. Well, no, that's just what and makes the movie great.
6: That's is. what I was saying. But it, that's what makes this hard because it's just like, can an art the clown or can a Pennywise defeat the Babadook? Right. I, I, that's a hard thing to, to know. Can and they outlast a, it is yeah. the thing. And I mean, how long has Pennywise been around? He comes around every twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven years. I mean, he can last apparently. Yeah.
1: So, but he's getting older. He was one of the. He was what the second creation.
6: Mm -hmm. God,
5: I really hate that this is in my hands here.
6: Because
1: when you, it's not first time. Count the age of Pennywise. (laughs) Is
5: he like like reverse dog years? So, like for every one year, it's seven years. For every twenty-seven years, it's one year. No, it's twenty every twenty-seven years. Yeah. So is it like reverse dog years? Shut up. So like, where a dog
1: twenty-seven years.
5: Yeah. Every 27 he's infinite. years. So meaning like, is he 27 plus every single time or is he one every 27 years? He's, so,
6: he's infinite. Here's the question uh, I'm going
5: to ask you. Okay. Don't. Is the Babadook a physical entity? Not when it wants to be or doesn't
6: want
1: to be. I think the only evidence that the Babadook is a physical entity is when the book is placed in the trash can. That's the only time there is evidence that the Babadook is a, a, a physical entity.
6: And where was the book at the end of the movie? The in the trash can. In the library. They were reading it. Okay. So to me, he's not a physical entity at that point. Right. It, and I don't think that Pennywise or Art the clown can- So you were saying that Pennywise and them win because of the no-show? No. Show? no <laughs> I was actually going the opposite. No, that okay. They can't- they can't, destroy, they can't a, destroy something that's not a physical entity, but this physical entity can do stuff to them.
1: But that f- physical entity, there's no proof that that physical entity did anything to anybody. Like, hmm. what did the Babadook do to that family?
5: Didn't it kill a dog? No. No.
6: He just, just fucked mentally, with their
1: minds. He mentally tortured them.
6: And the thing is, when you say it like that, Art the Clown's mind is already fucked. Right. So you can't really fuck with it. You don't
5: know that. You can fuck- Fucked up things. He split a girl in half. <laughs> we saw the vagina.
1: Well, I've done that but, lots of times. And, uh, split a girl in man, half at g- the vagina. I mean, this, boom. I, it's... Ay, ay, ay.
5: Call <laughs> up David Howard Thornton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that earlier. <laughs> David, <laughs> David, could you beat the Babadook?
6: <laughs> I should message him right now and see if he responds. <laughs> see, if he's, see if he's online. While you're doing the... Uh,
1: no. Oh, my gosh. Check see if he's online. See what he says. All right, you two keep talking while I do that. Yeah, the Babadook is a non-entity. Individually,
5: how would the Babadook die from art?
1: I don't think he can die because I don't think he's a thing.
5: Okay, and same answer with Pennywise. How would Valak die with either of those? I think Pennywise could easily... Fake it till he makes it? Conjure
1: or unsummon Valak. Because if Lorraine Warren can do it multiple times... right. There's so if no a person why, and
5: he's supposed to be like the second creation, then he yeah. probably already has that knowledge or, or something very or easily. Yeah. yeah. It's if a like fake, If a fake, he spends 27 40, years, 50
1: year old something can do it.
5: 27 years in his own little library in his study, trying to figure out what scares other people. He just ate a whole bunch of kids and now he's full. So that'd be pretty easy to, to memorize Lorraine Warren's. Journals and stuff like, oh, okay, oh, fuck, I can just recite this bullshit.
1: Yeah. Batman okay. is a plane of thought. All right. It's a mental state. Swip yeah, it about. Okay. Swip it about. What? what? Swip it about. Swap it about around. How would Valak kill Pennywise? I don't, uh, see, that's another thing. I don't think Valak could. I is don't there think an essence on the same spiritual plane. Yeah.
5: And like, there's... it's just the fear factor, though. There's right. no, you can't be afraid of it. And, that's
1: pretty much like you can't possess a non-entity like you can't possess the body of pennywise you can't possess the soul of pennywise because they those things don't exist These he's the deadlines
5: all they got to do all valid has to do is and plus as much as okay pennywise as pennywise or pennywise as mary poppins
1: (laughs) mary poppins no one can beat pennywise poppins penny poppins
5: Yeah. Okay. So Pennywise likes to do a lot of the, you know, in the cave or primarily in the cave is where he takes the, his, his claim. And there's a lot of shadows and Valak loves the shadow play as well. All they, they have to do is back into the shadows and scurry across a wall or something. Right. So it'd be hard to contain. Same with the Babadook. The Babadook is anywhere and everywhere that has
1: the book ish. so the babadook is just a mindset It' like i said there's technically really no babadook it was just the book that put the idea of the babadook in their heads
5: what if the craziness writes art the clown you fucking lost me on that one art the clown is fucked up what if it just like
1: centers (laughs) his mind connects something who says he has a mind to center in the first place true we're gonna find out because we got a message to david howard thornton yeah
6: i just sent david howard thornton a message explaining what's going on and seeing if the person that knows art the clown the best if he thinks that him and pennywise can defeat the Baba Duke and the nun he has not read it yet it has sent let's give it another couple minutes here before we move on and wrap things up have you heard the conversation over here Uh, Bits and pieces.
5: I'm not really good at typing. Trying to do do one-on-one. How would one person defeat one or the other teammates? Because I don't think any of them can tack both head-on,
1: so it'd have to be a a one-on-one type of thing. Yeah. And like I was telling Justin, the Babadook is a non-entity. Like, it's a state of mind. It's a mental presence, which might have an effect on art somehow but it will have zero effect on pennywise so pennywise is kind of a important role in this yeah pennywise i think is your a person in this matchup pennywise also has the ability to unsummon or trap valak that's where his talent lies so the babadook is strengthened by fear
5: and denial so how can he get other things that are hmm, i mean like And then this is the new... pin No, no, this is the... Tim No, no, this is Tim Curry. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think the Babadook would have it easier to convince fear onto Pennywise the clown because, again, the Babadook is strengthened by the fear. So if he can just say, Hey, this is acid. No. No. Don't do that.
6: I mean, this is still like... You you both make very valid... Points and it's almost where this is going to go to a draw. I almost feel like because I could see both ways.
5: And if David would read his message, we could. So although the ritual made Valak more powerful than ever, it was never completed, and thus left him with only one weakness: the inability to walk in the daylight. Hmm. So Pennywise doesn't attack at day. We've never seen Arthur Clown during the day. Pennywise does attack during the day. Oh, I mean, uh, well yeah, he does, but he doesn't
1: kill Georgie during the day.
5: He killed, it was a, it he was killed
1: Velma Daniels during the day. It was a
5: a gloomy day.
1: It does not count. He killed Velma Daniels during the day. We don't know that. We do. No. She gets eaten in the fucking curtains. Yeah, the curtains were blocking the day.
5: <laughs> oh my goodness. He's probably having to check with Damien. He hasn't read it yet. Oh going to blame him on this this is on you david this Oz, is the your fault this is why our episode's five hours long we're waiting jeez for this is gonna be a bitch to edit <sighs> thanks a lot don't kill I me i
6: feel like i'm gonna just have to have to make a decision here and then we will next time have to explain what his response back is gonna be
5: throw a wrench in the gear here like we have two teams is there a handicap or something that is it daylight <laughs> then in that case the clowns win no all this takes okay. place at night. Okay. Well, fuck. Then, then that, then the clowns win because it's it's gonna go back and forth until it becomes light.
6: You could say that about anything. Like, th- why is it gonna go back and forth? Because how do we know that the the Babadook and the nun aren't gonna come in and just clean house right away, or vice versa? You can't say that they go back and forth. Wait. I so you you changed your mind though on who the winner is though. only because of daylight.
5: Oh. Okay. Well then. Because again, I don't know, man. This is the like- Babadook and and Valak really love their shadow play. They love hiding in the shadows, and it also entices more fear or making themselves look bigger than what they actually are or actually even becoming. I don't even know what the size of them. I would say they they can clean house. they at least be less unattainable. I would say.
6: Uh, I think I'm just gonna have to make a decision here
5: because Tim Curry is losing his faculties, kind of going crazy. I think with this. Being at nighttime. I think, think we, the Babadook will take it if it's I at night. Yeah, I yeah. think
6: we've got new champions this year. I think the Babadook and the Nun are the 2021 champions of our horror tournament. How dare you? Boom. How dare you?
5: But, but, but,
6: that could all change depending on what David Howard
5: Thornton says. We're going to put a little pin in it. Is that what you're saying?
6: So, right now, our current champions, what's the, what's the, uh, that called when. Somebody's like, the champions, but they're not yet the champions. Oh, they're the, the interim. They're the interim champions until we hear from... So this Art is pretty clown, much it's himself if he reviewing eat, the footage if, just yeah, to see if we're everything... We're getting the, the footage reviewed, <laughs> the Baba Duke and the nun one dirty. Man, you just were just blue balling ballins ball ball all of our listeners. Does this
1: help you that the real image of Alec looks like a little kid with a fucking stork cock? Yeah. Is he riding a demon? That's a dragon. Uh, it's a fucking right. dragon. He's he's
2: riding a dragon.
5: So, yeah, we're, we're going to see.
6: Depending on... If David agrees that the Duke and the Nun would win this one, we go with that. If he can plead his if case... If he agrees with me... If he can plead his case that... You're putting David on trial?
5: You're putting Art the Clown on trial? If, if he can tell us a good reason as to how Art the Clown... Don't you already have enough Art the Clown masks? What mask are you doing this year?
1: Huh? What mask are you buying this year? I already have that one. I know. I got, what are you buying this year? Oh, you I've gonna,
6: got the. Uh, you don't have a Baba Duke. No, they don't make such a thing. D- you don't have a valid. I have what I got this year was the Halloween Kills Michael Myers mask with the burns because we did. Nearly lost. We got those in. So I got nice,
1: that. Nice. Send them back. Your 800th Michael Myers mask. I want them all. I yeah. want them all.
6: I'm even gonna go to this guy that makes Del, Del Torre makes S- suck his dick high end it. ones. But you seem angry that they won, Justin,
5: when you were the one that p- team Wait, that pick team creep factor. Yeah, 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 I wanted them to win. No, I'm just saying that like I'm I'm because you're saying they're not winning yet. You're saying you're leaving it well, up to I mean the choice it's of just
6: it's such a hard David. decision.
5: Like I don't. Do you want to bang? Like do you want I, to take this outside?
6: To me, I don't feel like it's I, on site. I don't feel like I you. A, fair judge for this final thing because i know a lot about art the clown and pennywise tim curry's pennywise i've seen the nun movie the -hmm. first one once and i don't remember too much from it i remember very little it was that scary that you don't remember the babadook i've seen a couple times and i don't know there's just so much about him that's unknown he spent most of the time
5: wringing out his underwear in the sink of the theater
6: I guess Art right now our interim champions are Creep
1: Factor. Boom.
6: And if David Howard Thornton doesn't get back to me, can't
1: then... believe, you can't believe you fucking chose the nun over Art the clown. But it's not the nun.
6: The nun was the weak link of it. No, it's the
1: Baba Duke. But that it, down in history, you're going to read an article that says Jeremy Lubash chose the nun over Art the clown and fucking Tim Curry. Suck on those balls. That's why I said this is not a final thing. because. But at a time, no, you chose them.
6: Yeah, I did. I did, and it's only because it was taking place at nighttime in the shadows and the Baba
1: Duke. that's when he's his strongest. I feel like this is almost as bad as the Holocaust.
6: <laughs> All right, Jeez. Justin, take us home, because we got another podcast to do, and I need to get to bed.
5: Well, I knew
1: this Sounded one was like going to be— Sounded like a true old man.
5: I knew this one was going to come this way because of— Well, primarily with Valak being the weak link— but being more of like a demon. And Guns N' Roses wrote a song called Knocking on Heaven's Door. And that's, you know.
2: Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
5: I got a cousin named Kevin, and I used to always sing that to him. I'm like,
2: knock, knock, knocking on Kevin's
1: door. Are you looking at women over there? Scroll back up. Michael's. Michael's a woman. Oh, Michael's, Michael's a woman? Michael's got a nice book. Well, thank
5: you guys for listening to episode 032. This is our official Halloween episode right after Halloween, so it's a little little nugget to get you through to, to the Spanx-given. What, what are we going to do for Spanx-given? Oh, a lot of spanking. Okay. Do you guys want to learn about the pilgrims? <laughs> Damn. As yeah. long as it's not from you. <laughs> nope. What was that hesitation? <laughs> <laughs> like, what we're going to say here is drastically going to yeah. change the
1: I, number of views, the number of listens we have. For I the...
6: do not think I could handle that with Justin leading it. <laughs> he, Dude,
1: uh, we do I that can take it year? some
6: places. It's yeah, If you have a five-minute time limit on that topic, we sure can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving started in Japan. Oh, fuck. Anyways.
5: I I got nothing for that. Hopefully I can celebrate Thanksgiving this year.
6: since I I had Yeah, we had COVID last
5: year. Yes, you could. In social distances with like a minimum of six people. Shut up, fuck you. You weren't in
1: in the club. You didn't get COVID. Yeah.
5: Well, I wanted to and it just didn't happen.
1: Well, it's because you take vitamins and-
5: Ginger. And you drink garlic. Ginger, yeah. Yeah. I got a full cup over here if you guys wanted it. Drink tough. Yeah. No. That's where all the
1: gnats are coming from out of
5: that. I gotta. So we took a break in the middle of this, and we we went potty with the boys and stuff. And I hit the wall, and like the <laughs> <laughs> and that urinal flush, not mine, my urinal, mine, but <laughs> the one and it's not an electric one. I don't know why I'm revealing this, but it's just like <laughs> it was so weird. Maybe that. Huh. It was the Baba Duke. <laughs> it's the Baba Deuce. <laughs> the urinal started start flowing. It was just like crying. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like
1: like fucking November. Like
6: that song like from <laughs> November Rain. Don't,
1: don't cry. November rain. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking
6: of songs, let's play the outro. <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh, that's it. <laughs> yes! Oh, that's on my phone. Yeah.
2: Wrap it up, folks.
5: Boom. Here we go. Now we got the outro there. So uh I guess I have to say thanks again. To it was good to get back in here. We lost people players. I'm so, way early. I'm so <laughs> glad we had this time together to celebrate. It smells like feet in here. <laughs> it's my feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Like, Who else would it be?
6: <laughs> You're well, the only one that has been out this whole time. Oh, I guess Justin's. Too. Mine are, but mine smell like coconut oil. I don't. I don't show my feet.
1: Yeah. It smells like banana. Because I don't have seeds. the ugliest feet out of the group. Oh, you haven't You'd seen be mine. aired. I know. That's why I'm literally telling the truth. My feet aren't the ugliest ones in the group.
5: Well, we're not entirely sure what we're going to have for episode 33. We will have a movie podcast coming out for Jeremy's wow. pick, The Gate. No, that wow. already happened. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, go back and check it out again. <laughs> so, good cover. Yeah.
1: Was not that a great If movie you
5: movie? if you listen to it to it once then we, you can go back and listen to it again and it'll be the gate too. We confuse That's how that goes. Shit out ourselves with how
1: we record this. I things. know. we have got to figure some things out, but that will come out October 11th. So <laughs> we get this at November 2nd. Go first back It's going to it. It be first. I got nothing. Hop in your Delorean and go fuck yourselves.
5: <laughs> I'm just going to close it out, guys. <laughs> I love you. The best. I love you guys. I love Thanks for you. doing this with
1: me. <laughs> Let's do it again in 30 seconds. Woo.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pot Trap can bring you. Thanks.
1: Breaking news, boundless pod trap fans.
5: Hi, Jeremy's all typing away. We just got news from um, yes, Sir David Howard Thornton, aka Art the Clown.
6: I mean, he didn't give too much information, but I would say none. He seemed seemed pretty confident with the exclamation marks, but uh, so
1: he, um, he's on on my team, and he says. He could definitely dominate.
6: So he he said it, first of all it was it's an honor that he's made it to the final round again again. And he said, "Oh yeah, he and by he he means Art the Clown. He can take down the Baba Duke." Did and he
5: just she, respond again?
6: And then his response was when I said our our thing was you know in the shadows and stuff like that and how how can you defeat something in the shadows? And he just said. Turn on lots of
1: lights. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong there. <laughs> Start a fire. Infinite uh-huh. light. So that makes it two two boys. Me and me and Art the Clown uh, versus you two.
6: And he just said use Pennywise's dead lights. Okay, that's fucked so up. So you guys lose.
1: <laughs> so me and David Thornton win. So that makes Team At the winner. Yeah, because he can so do deadlifts. So fuck y'all because I trust David Howard Thornton to know more about Art the Clown than you guys. It was a good challenge. You win. Hey. How do you not have that as a sound effect? You, you have win. 18 different farting tones, but you don't have you win? I got you, David.
6: All right, so there you <laughs> have it. We have reversed the decision. Team at, which is Art the Clown, and Tim Curry's Pennywise have won there's just some tactics, I guess, that we this, didn't see. He brings up know, some good points. He has turn on the my dec- decisions. <laughs> Makes. <laughs> I mean, we overlook the simplest
1: things. Yeah, and the I, dead mean, I was going
5: there, but with
6: it I just going about to the, the deadlights.
5: Yeah. He, he, so if he just did that from like yeah. turn on the lights and stuff, and where are they gonna go? They can't scatter like
6: roaches.
1: You, uh, you're talking about the new it that and doesn't I, exist.
6: I, I almost feel like, come out of Pennywise's I eyes. I almost feel like next year <laughs> I, we can't have Art the Clown
1: because <laughs> he's gonna. Non- like,
5: Dude, you're not in it.
6: You're gonna is,
1: win it. This is the non-clown
5: division. It's like in contender number fifty-eight, Art the Clown, and eh, he wins.
1: It. <laughs> Every it should be everybody versus Art the Clown.
5: L-H- We're going to have to go three ways, I, and he's only—he's going to be a solo, a handicap match. I think so.
1: I think <laughs> we might have to. We'll, I told we, we've you. We've got a year to think about and it. And I told you this, and I, I, I think I said it, or I didn't know if I was thinking it, but Art the Clown, the writer, and director.
6: <laughs> oh, I said congrats to you and Pennywise, and he's like, Tim and I thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Art the Clown is written and directed the Terrifier series by someone who loves horror. So I'm not saying Wes Craven didn't love horror. I'm not saying John Carpenter doesn't love horror. He has a lot of material to go off of. So yeah. But the character of Art the Clown is so perfectly written to be a great character, to be everything that needs to be good. So. All right. Well, there, there we have it. It's Art the
6: clown is the man back to back champion and, Terrifier 2 is on its way out soon. We'll try to reach out. I'll I'll reach out to uh, to yeah. him uh, again here. And see, I know we we've talked about when when after we had him on the show last year, uh, we talked about having once Terrifier 2 came out a special sc- maybe one two night screening of Terrifier 2 at maybe the Alamo Draft House here in town and have him and Damien come out to do a Q&A right. afterwards introduce the movie. Uh, I think that could be something that could happen here. And I'm going to wait. I don't want to reach out to him tonight about that. We're in the middle of this podcast. He's pretty honored that he no, won. No, we're two at the end of it. We're not right. in the middle. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, anyways, there you have it. Art the Clown, Tim Curry's Pennywise have won this year's bracket. Boom. I'm not doing an outro again. Yeah. Bye.
3: Uh,